in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh. Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome into the Sportsocracy. Inside the Angle Studio here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. And of course, the Sportsocracy heard everywhere around the world, wherever you go, live or on demand on the iHeartRadio app. You can also get us on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com, click that live video link, subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. Like, I mean, apparently Jaguars fans are showing up today. Robert <laughs> Astert, he's, he, I mean, I mean, he's, he's in early. I like it. How about them Jags, Ice and Trevor's Veins? I'm all about it. Absolutely. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it all ramped up in the chat today. And, uh, yes, you have to it's subscribe a, to the channel to do that. It's a mock draft day, baby. It is. We've been working on the uh, fifth edition of Flostradamus' mock draft for 2023. Uh, Tank asked me, how many of those are you going to do this year? And I went, a lot. 26 actually his his first response was what are you a cop uh yes uh, uh, you know how many mock drafts i'll do i'll do one a week until the draft i don't care names on the door names I'll on the door i do what i want i like the mock draft <laughs> he loves his mock drafts and uh we'll have a full fifth edition of the uh flostradamus 2023 nfl mock draft uh coming out to you tomorrow now we will give you a sneak peek today on the yeah. show? We'll, we'll show you what the top 10 looks like. Give okay. you a hint. There's a little trade. We got a little trade. A trade inside the top 10. Bingo. I've seen I've seen multiple people throwing out uh, multiple possible trades in the, in the uh, actual draft yep. in the top 10. And, and frankly, I don't hate any of them. And I'm going to poo on a few of them in the 4 o'clock hour. Because some of them just don't make any sense. Afternoon to everybody. Kevin Vick joining us now in the uh, in the chat on the YouTubes. Just uh, like I said, go to thesportocracy.com, click that live video link, subscribe to the channel, and uh, it's time for the opening drive. Opening drive always brought to you by Fred Anderson, Nissan of Asheville. Go to 629 Brevard Road. Go check them out at the showroom. See what they got there. You need your car worked on. They got a hell of a service department over there at Fred Anderson, Nissan of Asheville. And, of course, mention the sportsocracy when you are going in to get a new or a certified pre-owned car. And they will give you $250 on top of whatever your trade-in is already worth. I have now driven one of every car that they have new at Nissan. And you know what? I love them all. I'm in a rogue sport right now. Very comfortable, nice and nimble. Now I'm not a hundred percent sure if you try to figure out the, the turning radius, you drive one as well. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't actually think there is a limitation to how that car will turn. It's not, it's not quite zero turn. Uh, it's but pretty close. It turns. It, pretty, I have a zero turn nice mower that it's, they're pretty close. Very nimble in a parking lot. Found that out earlier today. Indeed. So opening drive today, we got, uh, well, uh, Aaron Rodgers is out here just making headlines. We're doing it again. I see it coming and we're doing it again. (laughs) Of 
course we're doing it again. We all knew we were going to. We, th- you know, I mean, there was the thought. Okay, so he signed the four-year, two hundred million dollar deal with him last year. Maybe we won't have to do this for a while. And then this season went as badly as you could possibly imagine. And then Aaron Rodgers does what Aaron Rodgers does. He goes on the Pat McAfee show, and this is his quote verbatim. I think I can win MVP again in the right situation. Red flag number one. Right situation is that Green Bay or is that somewhere else? Red flag number two. I'm not sure, but I don't think you should shut down any opportunity. Aaron, Aaron is. He lives, he thrives on this chaos. But I have a theory. You know how I feel about theory. Mm-hmm. I don't believe anything is ever a coincidence. Okay. So Aaron Rodgers says this on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. How many teams in the NFL need a quarterback right now? Ten. Several. Ten. Yeah. Of those teams, how many of those teams are a quarterback away from being a legitimate contender? Two. What? Yeah, two, three. Jets, Titans. That's the two I've got. Okay. Where did Aaron Rodgers' bestest little buddy, Nathaniel Hackett, interview this morning? Oh, my gosh. With the New York Jets. With the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Look, I told you when we were talking about this the other day. Like, I, the, this is my solution for your Jets to finally get a Super Bowl. Well, You bring in Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers, and it's all over but the crying. Uh, and I, I, I believe I speak for all of the Jets constituency. When I say, I'm here for it. Absolutely. Let's do it. Absolutely. I mean, he would be stepping into the same kind of a situation that he's that he's had in Green Bay for the last few years, save for this year. Looking at the wide receivers in that respect, you got Garrett Wilson, who is the stud. Dog. Right. He didn't have one of those this year. You think maybe Christian Watson will be that at some point. Maybe Romeo Dubs will be that at some point, but they weren't this year. He had that in Devontae Adams. Now he would go to New York where he would have Garrett Wilson. Two damn good running backs as well, just no like doubt. he had in Green Bay. Although you've got like three good running four. backs. That's a weird way to say four. four. <laughs> That's right. I keep forgetting Zonovan. I keep forgetting Bam Knight in this scenario. And then the New York Jets defense is what the Green Bay Packers want their defense to be. And now th- this is where the question comes in to me. And this will be a theme of today's program. Does this make any sense? Because you have to go down the rabbit hole. Aaron Rodgers is the living embodiment of that phrase I say all the time. Who wants you to know that? Mm -hmm. He's always the answer. If this has anything to do with him, he is always the answer. And nine times out of ten, he doesn't even hide it. He says it on camera and just says, yeah, I'm the one saying this. Which, as a member of the media... I thank you greatly. Mm-hmm. That makes things a lot easier. Uh, Ascendo says, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Don't want to lose Sala, but Rodgers would be nice. No, you're not losing Sala. Sala would be the head coach. Nathaniel Hackett would come in and be your OC. Correct. He and interviewed he, to be the offensive coordinator this right, morning. Right. So you don't have to lose Robert. So you can have your cake and, and eat, eat it, it too. But for just the low, low price of the number 13 overall selection. Because it's not going to cost you much more than that. It's not. 
The more Aaron Rodgers talks, the less this costs you. Yeah. Because and and I'm I'm not to the point of I'm going to say you were right because my uh, my objection uh, has always been why would Green Bay do that mm-hmm. to get something? To but get you're but something. you're getting something is the 13th pick in this draft, and it's not going to be I, if it's any more than that a, a conditional pick maybe. You could still, I mean, you can still. Hey, get maybe a, they'll send you Makai Becton. Uh, maybe we can let that be your problem. You can still get a future star at thirteen in this draft. It's not like this is a. Uh, uh, this is uh, this is not a draft that is bereft of talent. Uh, it's t- it's bereft of top end talent. You get to about seven and go. Ooh, it got uh, it got it got dim early here, didn't it? Okay, okay. Well, just just for example here, I'm gonna pull up a mock draft. And it doesn't matter the players. I'm just going to give you the five or six players that are right in the realm of the number 13 pick. Okay. Uh, Paris Johnson, Jordan Addison, Peter Skaronsky. He won't be there. Broderick Jones. He probably won't be there. Michael Mayer. He shouldn't be there, but probably will be. Right. I mean. I mean, yeah, those are pieces. But here's the problem. Those are pieces you're putting around Jordan Love. Well, you've already made that bed. You have to lie in it. It's not. I mean, this is your. You did this to yourself. So, I mean, what are you just tapping out? I mean, if you're Green Bay, are you just we're, we're done? We're off the ride. We don't want to do this anymore. Because this is what I don't understand. How does this get to this point? Less than a year after you signed the deal, that makes this so unbelievably difficult for all involved. Eight and nine. I mean, or whatever their record was. Was it eight and nine? It was eight. And nine. Okay, eight and nine. That's how you get here. You get here by going eight and nine and having an underperforming See, defense. See, to me, I disagree with you. I don't think that's how you got here. I think that's an element to how you got here. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is looking around right now going, there is no path to us being better than the Detroit Lions before I physically can't throw a football anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's a a lack of belief in the Packers. Might be a little bit of like lack of belief in Mike LaFleur. But I feel like he's looking around going, you know, Tom had a last ride that didn't go particularly well. Mm-hmm. So maybe I don't want to be remembered that way. And you look around Green Bay and go, what can you actually do to ensure me that that's not going to happen again? Because you're not going to be better than, than Detroit. Short of injuries or, uh, yep, injuries, that's it. There, There is really no other path. Other than that, there's nothing that you're going to do that will make us better than you. And I feel like he's looking around going, I got a couple options. The Jets are just the one that when I saw Nathaniel Haggins interviewing with the Jets, I went, huh, that's that's awfully, awfully peculiar timing, isn't it? Just, just weird. He says, I could fit in somewhere. And then one of his bestest buddies winds up interviewing with the Jets. It makes all the sense in the world to me. To everybody but Green Bay. And then, see, that's that's where I disagree with you again. Because what Aaron Rodgers... Well, if you're going to crater into the earth, the 13th pick's not doing anything for you. Yeah, but here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers, he can just sit and not do anything. The, you still the, have to the, pay the, And I still maintain, if I'm Green Bay, then you go do that. If and you're telling me... All that if you're telling me... Well, you're wasting the money anyway. You're not, you're not getting away from that. I love when people go to over the cap or one of these 
different websites and they go, well, if they trade him, if it's a post June one trade, then they actually save a million dollars on the cap this year. Mm -hmm. That's because you kicked it down the road to the next year. It's still $50 million Mm -hmm. next year. Mm -hmm. It's one thing for him to go home. It's another for him to go right down the, down the old way and do what Tom did. And for me, I cannot corral in my head why Green Bay would allow that to happen. Except there is one reason that you would do it. Mm-hmm. And after the break, we'll talk about what that is. You're right. And it took me hearing Aaron. I had to listen to the full interview. And I finally understood where it is with Green Bay. And I think it's made me understand the last four years. And its I'm not going to lie. its It's a bit of a... Might be a bit of a reach. I'm accused of doing that from time to time. But I don't think this is. And I'm going to give it you an, a, a real-life example that maybe you can relate and maybe understand where I'm coming from. Should he stay or should he go? Should the Green Bay Packers let him go somewhere else or just tell him to play for us or pound sand? It's logical in either way. Well, I think they should get something back for it. We'll get back to it right after this here on ESPN Asheville. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Sportsocracy. That is some good, clean family fun there, eh, Cot? What will become of Aaron Rodgers? Will he stay with Green Bay? Or will he chase an opportunity somewhere else? He's under contract, so that's the big key here. You're under contract for the next three years with the Green Bay Packers. Which you did to yourself, by the way. Right. This was your doing. You wanted this deal. But even at that time, I mean, did he think they were getting rid of Devontae? That wasn't a done deal by then. He signed, and then they and then they shipped out Devontae. <sighs> I, I wager that conversation. Look, I feel like his his. And the, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he signed that deal after Devontae was traded. Maybe, maybe that was the only I way can he check would do the it. Date, but I don't. I, I I look. 
I've slept since then, so maybe I'm a little fuzzy on that. But I feel like. But even then, I it feel felt like, like that you, was it a felt surprise. Like you had to do this. You had to keep Aaron Rodgers around, even the at draft night, where all the talk is he's going to Denver. Yes. We opened the draft with that, and then nothing came of it. You always felt this is what gives Green Bay the just, best chance to win. Then you watch an eight and nine year. And you have to come to some point, and maybe this is the the old Jeremy way of thinking. If I'm not a Super Bowl contender, I want to be bad, but bad, bad, but bad, bad. And then you add in the fact that this is a headache. This is the third year in a row we've done this. Mm-hmm. And this might be the loudest out because you've seen it be bad. And here's how I'll equate this. We've all worked with somebody that was really good at what we did. But they were really annoying. They had a bad attitude or they had an ego. Tank is looking at me in a very aggressive manner. That is, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out where do I need to put the bell ring in here. <sighs> you're a jerk. <laughs> I can play the game too. And as long as you're the successful guy, mm-hmm. we'll deal with your ego. Yep. Well, now you've gone eight and nine. And at what point do you look around and just go, you know what? We can prove a point by sending him somewhere else. So like the, the, the guy I'm talking about you work with that, that, well, he interviews for another job and he expects they're going to give more money and well, no, just have fun. You go be their problem yeah because you'll quit in a year because they're not going to deal with your tomfoolery because you didn't make them all this money. And I kind of wonder if that's where Green Bay's at. All right, we'll eat the money. We know we're going to be bad. They know what Jordan Love is. Mm-hmm. If Jordan Love could play dead in the Western, they wouldn't have signed this deal with Aaron Rodgers. Well, now you're not a contender anyway. Because be honest with yourself, is there anything that, that Green Bay can do in this offseason with their limited cap space and their limited draft capital to be better than the San Francisco 49ers? No. Seattle Seahawks? No. Philadelphia Eagles? No. Dallas Cowboys? No. New York Giants? Detroit Lions? Yeah, no. It's, it gets pretty deep. I mean, yeah. you're fighting for the seven. That, I mean, short of something just ungodly happening, you're fighting for the seven. Right. I would say, you know, there there are a couple of teams that are questionable in there. I mean, Seattle, Detroit. Seattle has two picks in the top 20. Sure. And but they money. Could, but they could boo-boo kitty them, and you just never know. You never know how that's going to be. But, yeah, I mean, think, to me, things look bleak. And I think Aaron is hinting at that when he talked to Pat McAfee yesterday. This feels like the divorce where you're not wanting to you're not wanting to tell us that that you you know you're you're sleeping in separate rooms. It's really obvious. One of you's probably got an app on your phone that you swipe left or right, and you know. Yeah, I, that, that's I, well, how it came off to me. Well, you I mean you pointed to you pointed to the quote that he was talking about, you know, in the right situation I could be an MVP again. Is this the right situation or is it not? And then he but then he went on and he was talking about how you have to take stock of this. Am I there physically? Am I there mentally? Am I there spiritually? Then he's talking about the other side has to feel the same way. And, I, and that's pretty telling. Right. And I feel like, I mean, you've been doing this for, for three years now. And that's you've so, been going back and forth with the front office of, do we want to play? Do we, do we still want to keep this relationship going? And then he said, I think there's more conversations to be had. 
I think no player wants to be a part of any type of rebuild. Well, that's where you're at, brother. That's at where the Green partially. Bay Packers are at. At least partially. Yeah. I mean, with Aaron I mean, Rodgers, you can a, patchwork this together and make the playoffs. Right. This isn't a this isn't a Tampa Bay Buccaneers like let's tear it down to the studs and just start over again. You've got things to build on if you're Green Bay, but how are you going to do it? You're cash strapped. You've got a you, you got this drama queen quarterback that is most of your money tied up in into anyway. And he's just constantly casting doubt on the whole thing. And now ask yourself this question. We've asked for years. Why is Green Bay not more invested in going to get weapons? Because of where you're at right now. If Aaron moves on, what does this team become? Seven and ten at best. No, no, no. Not the outcome. Oh. How do you get there? What kind of team are we talking about with the Green Bay Packers if there's no Aaron Rodgers? Just run the damn ball! And play defense mm-hmm. and be boring as all get out mm-hmm. and protect Jordan Love. W- what does that tell you? You become the Chicago. That tells Bears. you that at least subconsciously, this front office who they don't prioritize weapons like that. Even Devontae Adams was a late first round pick or an early second round early pick. Early second. So they don't prioritize this in the first place. Then they're looking at the next step, going. Okay, so let's say they T. Higgins. That's the one I always railed on Green Bay. How in the world did you take Jordan Love over T. Higgins? Never made any sense to me. Mm-hmm. Well, think about where you would be right now if you had. You would be going into a fourth-year option year where you have to enact the option, and he could be being thrown to by Jordan Love. Uh, or in this scenario, some other backup quarterback that they would have wound up with. Mm-hmm. So not... I feel like they've been planning for this divorce forever, and all that the uh, all the contract was was that fun vacation that you take when things have been a little rocky to see if the flame is still there, and you very quickly figure out it's not. It's not. You're to the point where I don't like you, you don't like me. So what do we do from here? He's not just gonna go home. No. You're talking about Tom Brady. Tom Brady at least got the last, got the ring in the last ride. The last you've seen of Aaron Rodgers. I saw what I saw, and then I heard what I heard. I cannot believe that somebody with an ego that big is going to have that be what you remember him for. Him falling on his face, throwing an interception that beats them to keep them out of the playoffs. Especially when there are people that would want him. That's all he is. Mm-hmm. Is the, insu- the, 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 the viral Instagram star. That needs all your hearts and all your likes to feel self self important about themselves. That's who he is, and so the first team that shows any real interest in him, don't be shocked if he gets swayed to go that way. And I feel like the New York Jets made that shot across the bow this morning. Mm-hmm. Nathaniel Hackett has interviewed for exactly zero offensive coordinator jobs except this one. No, yep. in a place that he has no relationships, that just fired. Somebody that he at the very least knew he was on Mike LaFleur's st- or on uh, Matt LaFleur's staff. So he knows the guy that just went out. Mm-hmm. He knows the systems are vaguely similar and he can slide right in there. Maybe change a little terminology. A lot of things stay the same. And that could be his way of building his, his career back up. Uh, the other part of this that I find funny is that there's probably no member of jet lore that's ever been more hated than Paul Hackett. 
that's Nathaniel's dad. Right. That's Nathaniel's dad. <laughs> so, I mean, I'll I, never, my father called him Paul Can't Hack It for 20 years. Do, does that make you feel a certain way as a Jets fan? Like, with with which part? Are are you hesitant at all to have Nathaniel Hackett in the conversation? I will. I, I let me. I'll put this as clearly as I can because, and you can attest to this. When it comes to the New York Jets, I, I I'm reasonably well connected. There is not a snowball's chance in Atlanta that they hire Nathaniel Hackett without an absolute confirmation that he comes with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have even been in the building if they weren't entertaining it. You can say it was just his dad. No, no, no. You don't get it. In spite of the fact he's he was the steward of some of the best offenses this team's ever had, he's still universally hated. It's a name that you can't even say in New York media. He's never been back, and he was with the Jets for a long time. You're not doing that? Because this is a recipe for disaster. You bring in Nathaniel Hackett and whatever harebrained scheme they come up with at quarterback that's not Aaron Rodgers, They'll turn on him in a month Mm -hmm. at best Mm -hmm. and be booing him mercilessly, which means for him to even get in the room, for him to even accept the request, there had to be a, yeah, but I have, uh, I have captain Hiawaska's phone number and he's not happy. And with him, you're a Super Bowl contender and immediately. mm -hmm. And you already have Woody Johnson who has said, we will pay, we will pay. For the veteran quarterback. And that's where this all started for me. If you read the tea leaves, these are now three very open things that three very public figures have done. They all st- they all only stem in one tide. Because Nathaniel Hackett's not showing up with Derek Carr. He's not doing it. That's not who you're hiring there. That's not the way it would work. You call me a conspiracy theorist if you want to. I know this market and I know this team. If this happens, though. I do just want to hear, Tank, you were right. Especially after you win the Super Bowl. Uh, if he wins us a Super Bowl, I don't care if he just lights up a a, a, high, a, a cup of ayahuasca at the 50-yard <laughs> lights line. Lights it up. Just I don't know how it's it done. On fire. I don't do crimes, Tank. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> I don't know if you smoke it, eat it, drink it. I don't know, and I don't care. Yeah. He can do all of it he wants as long as it comes with that trophy. And see, now I've got this is what the Jets do. They've now gotten me excited about this because I've been sitting here doing on this all day. And now I'm here. And now you're going to give me some wish version of this that's just going to disappoint me because that's what you do. Yep. Now you're going to end up with Scott Turner as your offensive coordinator. You, that is the (laughs) meanest thing you've ever said to me. And the sheer fact that you said it means it's not going to happen. So I forgive you. Uh, no, I've already uh, I've already tabbed him for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers OC job. Well, you have to fire Bry- uh, Byron Leftwich first, and when they do, we're going to end up with Scott Turner and Todd Bowles next year. And I'm just going to live in you know, I'm going to live inside a Smashing Pumpkins al- album. It'll be melancholy and the infinite sadness all season long. It's time to get just a bit outside here on ESPN Asheville. It is the Sportsocracy. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Officiating has been at the center of a lot of discussions. Scott through, Judge, let's go. Throughout the season. Batting a thousand. Yeah, I mean I mean, 
And every year there's a point of emphasis, right? And it usually means it's what's going to irritate you for the yeah, next yeah. I mean, three or four months. I mean, beginning of the season, we all remember the Tua Tungavailoa incident. He goes down in the game, and then what happened? Every time a quarterback got breathed on for the next three weeks, there was a flag, which drives us crazy. What was it, two years ago that they had the emphasis on pass interference and they had the replay and all of that? Like, every year there's a point of emphasis. You remember when it was taunting and everybody was scared to do anything? Oh, yeah. They'd score a touchdown and go, yeah! Oh, oh nope. can't. Nope. nope. Just hand the ball just, to Mr. Official. and I just, I'm going to go stand over here and silently say to myself, good job. Do it like Barry Sanders did it. Act like you've been there before. I, I wish they would allow them to use props. I do, too. I really do. Interview with uh, CBS NFL rules analyst Gene Steratore. A well-respected guy in uh, in broadcasting. Obviously, when it comes to the officials, he did an interview yesterday where he, or I guess actually this was this morning, where he said that he feels like there's going to be a point of emphasis next year or there needs to be a point of emphasis next year on false starts. Uh, he's not wrong. On false starts, he said over and over and over this year there have been quote there have been a lot of these half a click ahead false starts that haven't been called this year and it's something the league has to address joey bosa is completely on board with this idea yeah oh 100 percent. he said the challenge at this point is that we've got two and a half more weeks of football so do we switch it right now and get really technical or do we ride with what we've gone through this year it's a valid point I think it's something that they have to be discussing right now as far as the rules committees and all, and, and all of that. L look, I don't like points of emphasis because they always go way too far. Oh, yeah. They always go. They, they steer completely in the opposite direction of where they were, and it makes it worse. I don't need more flags in football. Yeah, this is the same guy that just was on a broadcast on one of the most ungodly, awful interceptions I've ever seen. And he went, point of emphasis, that's not pass interference. Gene, buddy, <clears throat> I've been watching this game a long time and know this game pretty well. And I, I get that you officiated it. What you just said was laughably stupid and completely wrong. Mm -hmm. Just, okay, maybe just use some common sense. The Joey Bosa play, I absolutely get why he got so angry. Because the tackle was fully upright before the ball was even acknowledged. Okay, that's a false start. Yep. We, we don't have to have a point of emphasis. Just maybe emphasize the rules. That's the rule, and you should enforce it. Indeed. The Dallas Cowboys have a point of emphasis going into this weekend. You need a kicker. And they've made a decision. They will be going into San Francisco with Brett Maher yeah. as their kicker. Stand behind him. How? Stand by your man. He became the first player in any NFL game, any game ever since 1932, to miss four extra point attempts. Yeah, in a row. So to me, that's even more special. He did miss them all in a row. Right. He's also the only one that's ever done that, period. He, nobody else ever missed four in a game ever. No. John Fossil, the special teams coordinator, I believe in the hot hand, and I believe in the yips, absolutely. And you know, you wonder sometimes how you get into the yips. 
And you wonder sometimes how you get back into the hot hand. He rambled on like that nonsensically for about four minutes to finally get to, hell yeah, if you ask me, absolutely we're sticking with Brett Maher. <laughs> if this kid misses, if he so much as hits an upright, it could still go in. It mm -hmm. won't matter. That stadium will fall apart. Every Dallas Cowboy fan across the country will lose their minds. Would it not be the most ironic thing ever? Up against Brock Purdy, you're playing in Santa Clara, one of your most hated longtime rivals. Mm -hmm. You got a 48-yard field goal that would push you into the NFC Championship game, and Brett Maher just goes full Snoopy and misses it hard right. <laughs> Uh, I now I can't yeah. see it, and I can't see this game going any other way. Yeah, yeah. No, it goes full Noah Ruggles. Is that what you're saying? Just, uh, Noah Ruggles. It, he actually kicked a curveball. That was a knuckleball because it didn't even spin right. No. Right, but you think they should make a change? Is that where you stand? I don't think you can go in with that. As, with him as your, I just don't. Yeah. I, I I mean, you at least have to have a backup I am plan. way too superstitious for that. I uh, See, I do believe in the ifs, and I've seen it actually happen. Yeah. Mm -mm. Bad call. I would have somebody, somebody on That a, poor kid's going to fall there, on a kickoff or something, it, and it's just going to be awful. I mean, how many roster spots do we have? Would it would it hurt to oh, have yeah, you can't one carry more a backup. kicker? No, you can't carry a backup. Why not? Or you need a punter that can kick, and Brian Anger can't, to my knowledge. Why can't you have a backup kicker? Uh, tell me you don't understand how roster limits work without telling me you don't understand how roster limits work. Oh, that's an actual rule? No, it's not a rule. It's just, okay, so who are you going to put down? Your your eighth offensive lineman? You're going to go in with two backups to, to carry an extra kicker? No, that's care. stupid. I got seven, eight safeties maybe. I don't know. Or corners or something. like. I, I, there's, there's a spot somewhere you for me to have that guy. Players. You don't have a spot for a kicker. It doesn't exist. There's a reason no team has done it in the last ten years. Uh, I could I couldn't roll with it. I couldn't roll with just Brett Maher. Stephen Tao said superstition would say you have to keep Maher. They won, and he had absolutely nothing nothing to do with, to it. Do with it. The ball boy had more to do with it than he did. That would be like that's my hurricane rock idea. You put a rock out by the front door here in the mountains of Western North Carolina and say well, we've never had a hurricane since that rock's been there because we don't do hurricanes it has nothing to do with the stupid rock you're in the sportsocracy here on espn Asheville. if cleanliness is next to godliness look around the car right now is that very godly look life comes at you fast but so does wnc auto detailing they have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor you don't believe me check them out on instagram all that filth and years of stains disappear wnc auto detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction and they do wax and ceramic coatings call wnc auto detailing at 455-3700 premium care with a southern hospitality touch since man created roads they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there that's where outlaw off-road comes in a premier off-road center for jeeps trucks and suvs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be check out their location right here in western north carolina at 85 avery creek road call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com 
Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. The sportsocracy. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. Let's keep moving forward. We're back in the sportsocracy in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville and name, image, and likeness. It has uh, it has its advantages. It has reared its ugly head. It again. also has its drawbacks. Its unintended consequences. How many other mm. bullet point uh, phrases can we come up with here with uh, for NIL? All right, so here's I this, cannot wait to see how this ends. Here's the story of Jaden Rashada. Jaden Rashada is a four-star quarterback from California. He was the number 27 overall player in the ESPN 300, number seven ranked quarterback nationally. Yes, and he was, you know, he was an Under Armour All-American. Playing in the Under the the Under Armour All America game earlier this month, and after that game, he was expected to go to Florida, where he had committed to play football. Now he had already switched; he had committed to Miami, and then he switched his commitment to Florida, which is very important to this story. But he never showed up to school; he never came to school, and so that got people asking questions of what happened this kid's a top quarterback in the upcoming class we got Graham Mertz from the transfer portal but other than that we don't have a quarterback uh, Jack Miller the third kid from Ohio State who is bad 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 he's the one that started the blowout yes loss where Oregon State beat them 906 to four right Anthony Richardson's going into the draft that's done then you had John Kidna's kid that it is, you know. He did crimes. Just, yeah, don't do that. Don't do crimes. Well, when they started asking questions, they found out that he had agreed with Florida's collective. to The an, Gator Collective. Uh-huh, to an NIL deal that had a maximum value of $13 million. But according to the stories that are out there, and then this one, it says, but that max value was reportedly well beyond the means of the collective's financial ability. And the deal soon reportedly crumbled. He was an early signee for Mm -hmm. Florida. He was promised a max value NIL deal of $13 million after they found out that they didn't have enough money or this could be worse it could be intentional like we promised this kid 13 million dollars he's gonna come here and then we'll just go and we're not paying you what are you gonna do uh and that is what would scare me because you remember when this nil thing came along Mm -hmm. and i told you no matter what rules you put on this they're gonna be broken Mm mm-hmm well, the number one rule was you cannot use name, image, and likeness deals to entice recruits to sign. What did Florida just do? Jalen Rashada and his entire family just said that's exactly what you did. And now you basically looked at me and said, tough. The question is, who promised it? 
Because the collectives can promise things. If it's anybody schools. associated with the University of Florida, mm-hmm. it should fall on Florida's head. Because I got news for you. If you don't punish Florida here, you're you're even in more trouble than I thought you were. Because now there's nothing that precludes you from saying anything that you want to say. Because there's no repercussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, who said it? I would say it's pro. This is why I said these collectives should not be anywhere near these athletes. This should be like agents. You don't let them anywhere near them. And you yeah. said, well, you can't control that. Absolutely. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. If you're not a, a an actual member of the staff, you're not allowed to contact recruits. And this is why. Mm-hmm. Because, all right, let's say it was the Gator Collective. It's the Gator Collective. It's not like they were speaking to help Florida State. Right. So that sh- to me, that still falls on you. And if the NCAA doesn't let this kid out of this letter, you're doomed. Because to me, you let him out, you punish Florida, or you just fold up shop and call it what it is, which is the wild, wild west. And they're gonna. You know, you say that, Mm -hmm. you thought Reggie Bush would have his Heisman back by now. Uh, I'm just saying. I mean, that's a little different story. Is it? Common sense? Uh, It's not common sense? Because to me, it's very much the same story. I mean, you did break the rules right just because it's legal now doesn't mean we've been over this before yeah just because marijuana laws change doesn't mean everybody that's in jail for dealing marijuana is getting out yeah and it should I, well look it, it i should. don't disagree with you but i'm saying that's you know not why? the way it works and you know why it's common sense it goes back to exactly what i just said you knew it was against the rules you still did it you lost your trophy. Well, and we this all know is, you won it. And it I'll, doesn't matter. And for me to say this as a lifelong Florida State fan, I feel bad for Billy Napier. You because the AP story was basically they went to him and said, we cannot uphold our end of this deal. We're going to void it. And it's up to you to get him here. Mm-hmm. That is the most no-win situation I think I've ever seen. And I would answer that with a swift middle finger. Uh, I would answer it with, uh, you, you have, uh, I would answer it very simply. Have you ever heard of the FAFO scale? There's <laughs> these two fat guys in North Carolina that talk about this because you have 10 FOD and now you shall 10 foe. Right. I mean, Billy Napier is, I mean, unless he was the one that said, hey, we can get you $13 million, which I really don't think that's. I'm going to say he didn't do that. Yeah, I really don't think that's Billy Napier's style, but still. For them to come to him and say, hey, we promised your recruit something and we're not going to give it to him. And, and now you got to bring they... the kid to school like you're in an impossible situation because, of course, the kid's not coming to school. And here's the thing, Florida, neither is anyone else. No. After that this, Gator Collective is now completely irrelevant. Right. And I mean, for you... me, I just go. <laughs> I mean, you might get some kid that's that, that that's desperate. But there's not one five to four star guy with options that is going to talk to Florida now. I wouldn't think. Well, yeah, I'm sure you'll get some two star recruit with nine fingers that throws footballs. It, it, great. Hey, you get to try that out against Florida and Florida State. Good luck with that. Yeah. Can't I mean, wait look, to see how that works for I, you. I, I mean, look, I, when Jeremy told me this story earlier today, I went, well, that just, that just clinches it. Not only are you happy that, you know, Florida State can now rule the the state of Florida uninhibited other than what Miami can put together and this first year wasn't great. Yeah. Uh now it's uh Georgia, Tennessee, end of message, repeat the line mm-hmm. in the SEC East for the next fifteen years. This is one of those things that a lot of people will will glean over. I've been waiting to hear this story be discussed all day. And and I heard it on a morning show this morning. 
other than that, it's been completely left alone. This could be a death nail to your program. Mm-hmm. I mean, and look, Florida's not the most difficult place to get in. I know I throw a lot of, uh, of shade at them. That's not a joke. It's factually accurate. They can recruit anybody they want to. So this is usually a pretty easy place to recruit. You just made this exponentially more hard. Because now anything that you could possibly have ever said will, will happen with him. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to have a good answer to it. No. Even if even if we're getting 70% of this story, it doesn't matter. Perception becomes reality. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're at. So now if you're Florida, you're going to go into next year with two quarterbacks. You didn't get the uh, Howard kid from LSU. He went to Ole Miss. And you're going... <laughs> Your, your two biggest rivals in the state, one just had a top five national recruiting class. The other just had the best transfer class in the country. And you're the team that can't figure out how to get their collective to cut checks. Uh, also, the fact that Jalen Rashada had already committed to Miami and flipped to Florida tells me maybe the window's still open for him to go back to Miami and stick they just it lost to Jake, They just lost Jake Garcia. So right. It would Jake make Garcia, some sense. Yeah. Jake Garcia's in the transfer portal now. So they've got an opening. It, it's just, it's such a bad look. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, when I saw the headline, this when the story broke, I saw the headline come across and it said five-star recruit uh, bamboozled by uh, NCAA powerhouse collective immediately my first thought was was it florida or miami i knew it was one of the two of them unequivocally i knew it was one and a&m was in the back of my mind too Mm -hmm. then i read it and i laughed and i laughed and i laughed so what will what will become of Jaden rashada he's gonna be just fine i can guarantee you that i I hope so because this is a loophole and one of the things i've learned with the with the ncaa you do not want to be the one that creates the statute because typically that guy just gets completely housed. Go back to all the rules that have changed because of one specific person. Mm-hmm. The person whose name we attach to it got absolutely housed. And I hope this kid's not that way. You're in the sportsocracy, and it is ESPN Asheville. Did you know Ingalls only sells USDA choice and prime cuts of meat? Maybe it's time to reward yourself. Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. Grass-fed, organic, you name it. Not only that, we'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. And we grind meat fresh in the store multiple times a day. It's all in the bag. That's the best meat in town for the best folks in town. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. 
It is the sportsocracy, and it's that time of year. It is the draftmas season. Oh, draftmas tree! Oh, draftmas tree! Jeremy Green is uh, locked in on all of the recruits. He's going through mountains of tape. He's putting together player profiles and all of this that you're going to be seeing coming out on this here YouTube conglomeration that we have here on ESPN Asheville. How lovely are thy prospects? <laughs> I had to wait a really long time to play that off. You did, you did. Uh, but the fifth mock draft of uh, 2023 is uh, coming up tomorrow. You'll be able to see it uh, be right after here the show in the right sportsocracy. Yes, and uh, and we're going to give you a sneak peek after the Sports Center update to the top 10 of the next mock draft. Will there be a trade inside the top 10? Where's your bell? There you go. I got it. There you go. <laughs> I guarantee you it's not 10. going to be what you think it is. Will it feature the Chicago Bears? Will Maybe. it involve the number one pick? Maybe. Ah. You'll just have to wait and see. We will give you the uh, sneak peek into the fifth generation of the i mean everybody calls theirs 5.0s are you i, I we don't know i actually stopped doing that uh, uh connor rogers pointed that out and uh, he works for pff and yeah we're both jet fans so we loosely know each other he pointed that out and i never even thought about it why do we call them 5.0 you never see a 5.2 no and so i would you know what information learned information stated information put into practice so this is flustradamus mock draft 1.5 uh no this is five this is just this version is five. five number five numerals you should go roman numerals this is uh this is flustradamus mock draft v uh i'm okay with that coming up after the break right here on espn Asheville. stick with us it's draftmas time He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy here in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville. Heard locally, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. And, of course, everywhere you go around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Also take us with you everywhere on your uh, smartphone. You can watch us in the studio every time that we're live here on ESPN Asheville. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. It is Draftmas season. We wish you a merry Draftmas. We wish you a merry Draftmas. Uh, coming out this year as well will be the ultimate compilation of all of the Draftmas Christmas carols. Uh, absolutely. I, I do believe this will be the year we actually put out a Draftmas album. Uh, <laughs> I'm dreaming of a white Draftmas. Yes. <laughs> Me with a pipe next to a fireplace. Uh, as Paul McCartney once said, Sir Paul McCartney once said, simply having a wonderful Draftmas time. Yeah, I'm not doing that one. That's a really annoying song. That is a really annoying song. Oh uh, yeah, we'll uh we'll we'll narrow it down. We'll we'll come up with some draftmas bangers for you to enjoy throughout the draftmas season. It maybe, is... maybe throw some great in there with arms wide draftmas. <laughs> Stop that. 
Can you take me higher? Yeah, Sorry. Stop, <laughs> stop it. There's so many good ones there. Stop. Can you please take me higher? Uh, 100%. Like that's, Anthony, like that. that's Anthony Richardson's mantra. <laughs> Uh, the fifth iteration of the uh, 2023 Flostradamus mock draft is going to be coming out on the channel after tomorrow's show. And we just figured we'd give you the, uh, the, the teaser here into the top 10 as it stands right now after the divisional round of the playoffs. And, and this is for the, uh, this is as much for the radio audience as it is for the YouTube. Cause we do a lot of draft stuff on the YouTube. Well, if you're just riding around in your car, you don't get to hear all that. And today is one of the deadest days of the year. As we got the, the two days of football Thursday and Friday mm -hmm. coming up for the preview of the games. Well, there's there's like 24 other teams that you're not playing anymore. So we got to give you something to hope for. Right. Plus, so, there's one great big difference between this one and the last four we've done. We have a new team at number one. That's right. Number one pick belongs to the Chicago Bears because the Houston Texans just, well, I mean, they didn't want it. They, hey, you know what, Houston? It doesn't break my heart every single day that we beat the Rams one time and it cost us Trevor Lawrence. Oh, wait. It was more important to Lovey Smith to be able to win that final game. And Chicago ended up backing its way into the number one pick. So it has become the question. The talking point of the draft is now, what do the Chicago Bears do? You're sitting at number one. There are, there are two quarterbacks. I mean, you seem pretty confident that it's Bryce Young. It Bryce, Bryce Young by a mile. It's Bryce Young. Really? No doubt, not close. Huh. I thought they'd be closer, but. No doubt, not close. Anyhow, so will the Chicago Bears take Bryce Young and do something with Justin Fields, which Jeremy has said that's the path forward in his opinion? Trade Justin Fields, you take Bryce Young, you start this thing over. I tend to agree with him. Well, I, because it's a layup. I don't care. See, everybody takes that as a slide on Justin Fields. If you don't view Justin Fields, to be an exponentially better player than Bryce Young, then it would be stupid to not do that. Mm -hmm. Because you get, you get two cheaper years under team control. And, and I can't emphasize this enough, you don't have to play the game of what is Justin Fields worth. Mm -hmm. Which is going, look at what Baltimore's doing right now. Why do you think that is? There's not a person on this planet with an IQ above French toast that thinks Justin Fields is a, is a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. No. Weird. The best front office in the NFL cannot figure out how to pay Lamar Jackson. You think you're going to figure it out. Oh, really? Uh, let, Jay Cutler's on line one. He would like a word. I would let that be somebody else's problem. And, and that's kind of where I'm at is – I don't think anybody can be delusional enough to think Justin Fields is a better thrower of the football because he's just not. Even if you th – the biggest knock on Bryce Young is size. If he was two inches taller and 20 pounds heavier, we talk about him like Andrew Luck. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll hear me say that probably 50 times between now and draft Miss Eve when you see the, the last mock draft this year. That will be uh, from hopefully not on an airplane. I don't want to do it on an airplane. No. Don't hotel room in Kansas City, but so what do they do? I feel like you have to make the the, the selection of Bryce Young. 
and then you call around the league and you look at all of the teams that need a quarterback. There are some that don't make any sense. I've heard this rumor floating around, and it's it started, I do believe, the day after the season ended, that Indianapolis would build some package around Michael Pittman and the fourth pick in the draft and more draft picks to get up to one to get Bryce Young. Yes. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard somebody say out loud on both fronts. What does Michael Pittman do well? He's a red zone threat. Yeah, he's big. What does he not do well? Separate. Yeah, stretch the field. Yeah, I need somebody that can separate because Justin Fields is not very accurate. That doesn't make any sense. And if you're Indianapolis, you're telling me you're going to trade up, literally kill yourself in draft capital for the next two years to trade up to get a quarterback with no receivers. Makes you see no how sense. that? You see how stupid that sounds? Yeah, it makes no sense. That doesn't make any sense. So that's not where this is going to go. I feel like Indianapolis and and Chicago have no path to making a deal work. It just doesn't make it. it and I went down that rabbit hole of what, how different would this look? Because is somebody going to give them that godfather Jared Goff offer? I don't necessarily think it's coming. No. And it's not a shot at Bryce Young. You're stuck. Chicago is 100% stuck. And everybody knows it. Because you're either going to have to trade one or you're going to have to trade Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. There's no in-between. You can't take Will Anderson at one and let the best quarterback of the draft fall to Houston at two. That's just dumb. Kind of like trading up a spot to get Mitch Trubisky. <clears throat> Still a sensitive subject, I'm sure. Right. right. You either you either take the quote-unquote generational player or you get a haul from somebody to come up and get him. I've, I, I have looked at several mock drafts, and I think the the deal that I like the best didn't really make sense in the mock draft because it had Indianapolis trading up the one to take Will Levis. Like, you could stay at four and do that. Well, according to everything I've heard, as of right now, that would be their number one quarterback in this class. But, right, because they love the kid and all He's of got that. a ridiculous arm, and before anybody bashes him, just watch him throw a football. It's very easy to understand yes. how people fall in love with him. But Bryce Young, uh, or, or to get that number one pick, it was Indianapolis giving up a one, or giving up number four, they would also give up their second round pick at 35 or whatever it is, and then a one next year. To me, that's not too much. But uh, you no, would do that to get Bryce Young. You would not do that to get Will Levis, who you could get it for. You would not, And see, to me, for Chicago, all right, so now I'm going to trade down to four. There's now We're now entertaining the ability that I'm not going to get the player I want. Mm-hmm. And I have to keep Justin Fields. To me, that's a double loss. This is make, it's it's not mm-hmm. enough. First of all, right? Because if your target is Will uh, is Will Anderson, you very well could lose that out with the third Arizona. Yeah, Arizona. Arizona could take him, yeah. and, and now you're you don't have your choice of players. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. If you're gonna do it, it would either be to Las Vegas or to Carolina. Mm-hmm. Vegas falls apart to me solely because I feel like they're gonna chase a veteran because they think they're better than they are. This is not a developer around a rookie. I keep seeing Vegas take take quarterbacks and these things. That's not where this team thinks they are. They think they were the one year of Josh McDaniels instilling the the culture, and next year they're actually going to be competitive to win this division. It's the reason that the Tom Brady rumors become so loud. Right. 
And then you get to Carolina. The team, we're in their market. No, it doesn't really hold water to me either. Because why would Carolina do it? You have Sam Darnold in the building. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, there's not an evaluator on the planet that has a higher grade on Bryce Young than they had on Sam Darnold. So if you think he is the guy that you have seen in flashes, why would you not just roll with him for another year? And if it's brutal, you get a shot at Caleb Williams or Drake May next year. True. You're going to have to catch somebody that is both desperate and has things that can help you right now, which means the only path to this deal happening is Houston. Houston trades up from two, gives up 12, so you get two and 12 for one, mm-hmm. and you're done. That's all you'll get. It'd be worth it. It would be worth it, but then you have to look. You have to go down the rabbit hole of, okay, what does that mean you get? You're going to get the second or third best tackle in the draft at 12, and you'll get Will Anderson, who's going to be the only pass rusher on this defense. I would still that I'd, I'd still do that deal and take CJ Stroud, <laughs> and then trade Justin Fields and get something else out of it. Yeah, and when Bryce Young becomes a seven-time All-Pro, LMNO fired. Yeah, you're gonna. The get other part of this is, is anyway. well, and see, so that's the thing. <laughs> that's where people get lost in this. Of well, why would they not get a Deshaun Watson type deal? Because Ryan Poles is looking at this, going, "I got two years at best. I might buy myself a third if I draft my own quarterback." Because mm-hmm. he did not draft Justin Fields, right? That's the only way that you're not fired in two years. So that third pick, you're not going to be here to make it. So what do I care? Mm -hmm. I I amped up for the next guy, and it's going to make me look even dumber. It doesn't hold water to me. It just doesn't hold water if if you think you're going to be competitive, and they have a ton of money. And that, to me, is why at one, the Chicago Bears have to take Bryce Young. All right. At the the end of the day, it's the safest play. It's the smartest play to do. You take it. Look, you restart the rookie clock. You restart the rookie clock on a guy who's better. And it's not even just that. You have to look at your career longevity. Justin Fields is the kind of guy that gets you fired Mm -hmm. because you came in saying you could make this work. Now the fan base is falling in love with him because he rushed for a thousand yards and you went three and fourteen. You were the worst team in the NFL. But 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 the weapons. Okay. You used a second round pick on Komet. You traded a second round pick for Chase Claypool. You're invested in Darnell Mooney. You got one other spot. One other spot that you can put a receiver in. Do you really think that's going to change that much? Well, you used a third round pick on Velas Jones. And I like Velas Jones, but and that's what people don't seem to understand is you invest this draft capital. Velas Jones was his pick. Mm-hmm. That was Ryan Pohl's pick. Mm-hmm. Chase Claypool was Ryan Pohl's trade. So you've gone this much of an investment, and he was still awful. So you take Bryce Young, and you try to put him in a better position to succeed. Which has something to do with the rest of the top ten in this here draft. Yep, uh, number two pick belonging to the Houston Texans. And so with, obviously, Bryce Young off the board at number one, Houston will take C.J. Stroud. Maybe. Maybe that's what they do. Really? After the break, I'll tell you who it is. Oh, that's a no-brainer. Come on. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. 
I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. The sportsocracy. You two are just dumber to bag of hammers. Welcome back into the sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Flostradamus's number five Roman numeral V mock draft is coming you're, you're out. You're really going to try to make this Roman numeral thing. I, I, I mean, it, it, it's all it's all great, but it only looks good in print, and that's the problem. Is that, it, that is the downfall of right. the Roman numeral. Right, exactly. I mean, and the fact that it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense because we have numbers for that. Well. I it mean, does it, look better in be print, different. though. I, should... I changed it on the print version See, of the mock, and it does look better. There you go. It does look better. Uh, but this is the fifth iteration of the mock draft by Flostradamus, Jeremy Green, and it'll be coming out uh, on the YouTube channel tomorrow. But we wanted to give you the sneak peek into the top ten. Number one pick, obviously, there's a lot of ways that that could go. Chicago could make trades. There are a couple of teams that that are within striking distance of getting up. Just depends on if they want to go after Bryce Young, or Chicago could do the smart thing: trade Justin Fields, keep the number one pick, take Bryce Young, set yourself up for the future, plus get some draft capital back from Justin Fields. The the number one thing I see people forget when they do mock drafts or or mock trades or anything like that. People invariably are going to look out for what is best for themselves. The best thing for Ryan Poles is to not be tied to Justin Fields. Right now, his value is higher than it's ever been before. Mm -hmm. Number two pick belongs to the Houston Texans. Thank you, Lovey Smith, for that. (laughs) It's the gift that keeps on giving. Hey, we're we're not going to really wish we had Bryce Young forever, are we? Yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe. I'm watching Trevor Lawrence in the playoffs, and my team's playing golf. Look, look, I'm not the I'm not the expert here. I'm not the guy that looks over all the tape and can tell you all the analytics and stuff. But I'd that's from, me. From what I saw on the field this past year, and especially in the college football playoff game against game Georgia, the CJ Stroud is not as far off from Bryce Young as, in Light my years. opinion, that Jeremy thinks he is. Light years, and every evaluator I know agrees with me. Okay. The C.J. Stroud thing, yeah, it was very good against Georgia. There are a lot of fears that come with Ohio State quarterbacks, and they happen for a reason. This used to to be called the USC theory. When you have better talent, 
than 90% of the teams that you're going to play against, you don't develop. And the problem with C.J. Stroud is that you watched his eyes and he would lock in on Marvin Harrison Jr., who's the best receiver in the country, Jackson Smith and Jigba, who he didn't have much this year, but he had in the past. Mm-hmm. And you wonder how that's going to translate. So I'll give you an example. I do have the Houston Texans taking him at two. He's going into a situation where his top two receivers next year would be John Mechie and Nico Collins. That's a little different than what he did in college. Mm-hmm. And you just never know how a guy's going to adjust to that. Carson Palmer was fine. Matt Leinert was not fine because he never learned the intricacies of playing quarterback. He just out-talented every team they played. Now, Carson also had a lot of talent, though. Carson was a phenomenal talent, and he was a real No, 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 no. I meant around him. Because, uh, like, he yeah, goes he to Chad Cincinnati, Johnson he had Ocho Cinco and, and, and – T.J. Hushmanzada. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I don't disagree. And, and, and that's, that's part of this. It's one of the things that always irks me about – Will Levis, for example. Well, he wasn't even good at Kentucky. New offensive system that got the coordinator fired in a year. Had a massive talent deficiency around him in the best conference in the country. And he was hurt. His running back wasn't... I mean, I could keep doing this for probably five solid minutes. Mm -hmm. If you had put Will Levis at Ohio State and C.J. Stroud at Kentucky, what would have happened? Old, miserly uh, draft nerd. The original draft nerd. Taught me that. What would have happened? Will Levis probably wins the Heisman, and C.J. Stroud is probably a third-round pick. That is the thing that scares me with C.J. Stroud. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think he could have succeeded that way. His reticence to run terrifies me. But he does have all the raw tools. And in the right system, I think he can be very good. I'm not trying to poo on it for Houston. I'm really curious of who you hire. Because you're going to take a quarterback here. It's just a question of which one you fall in love with. Right. And who are you going to have to develop that guy? Because whoever it is is going to need to be developed. Mm-hmm. Bryce Young doesn't need much. That's the the massive difference between the two. But C.J. Stroud is no doubt the second pick for the Houston Texans. I can't say no doubt. You think they? Will Levis's oh, pro Will day. Levis. Will oh, Levis's okay. pro day could end up being a I, thing of legend. I thought you were going to come in with they could not take a quarterback. No, 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 no. They're taking a quarterback. Yeah. Okay. No, they're taking a quarterback. It's just a question of which one. Mm-hmm. But for right now, you got to see Jay Stroud. I do. The number three pick belongs to the Arizona Cardinals, and this is where things get non-quarterbacky. It's Will Anderson Jr. out of Alabama. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the same thing here I said when we did the little exercise of the entire first round. Will Anderson's biggest, his biggest problem in the NFL may be the expectation of what you think he's going to be. Mm -hmm. I've heard people say he's the best edge rush prospect in the last 25 years. No, he is not. He's very good. He's also very thin, and I don't know that he can add any more weight. And I don't know that he's ever a four or a three down player. Mm-hmm. He's a great pass rusher and he's really explosive and he's really fast and he translates speed into power really well. But I'm afraid he, he falls into that Trayvon Walker thing of Trayvon Walker went first. He had some bumps in the road this year. Jacksonville has been banged on for taking him over Aiden Hutchinson all year long. Mm-hmm. Trayvon Walker wasn't ready to be Aiden Hutchinson. Hutchinson was. 
I feel like people think Will Anderson is this ready-made, he's going to come in and have 15 sacks in his rookie year. That's not really likely, especially if he goes somewhere like Arizona where there's nothing around him. Mm -hmm. So maybe just you know have some realistic expectations, understand it's going to take a year or two, and and ride the lightning that way. Any chance this pick is not Will Anderson, in your opinion? Could be Jalen Carter. Depends. Those two, grade-wise, are close. Production-wise, they're not even kind of close. Heard a lot of rumoring going on with the Arizona Cardinals job, and they just brought in the the, the former New England guy. And so I'm hearing a lot of Brian Flores talk as, they, they their, next, the head as their next head coach. I struggle to buy that. But it would fit the it would fit the narrative, okay? The, because taking, he's he's not going to be as expensive as Sean Payton. That's right. been the reservation yeah. with Arizona is that we don't want to pay that much, right? So knowing what you know about Brian Flores, he gets he gets a call. Uh, it would be Will Anderson. It'd be Will Anderson unequivocally. Okay, in his system, I would rather have Will Anderson. It's not close. The number four pick belongs to the indianapolis colts yeah weird you've needed a quarterback since oh i don't know when did reagan go out of office oh stop it's been that long <laughs> that hadn't been that long about the time obama went out of office though it's been like been about been about that long since andrew luck walked away it's been the revolving door of grossness and it's been a different quarterback every single year well that ends now because i cannot see how indianapolis doesn't end up with kentucky quarterback will levis mm -hmm. he's a fun take because Will Levis could be Josh Allen, or he could be Jamarcus Russell. He could be Jake Locker. Uh, he's super athletic. He started as a running quarterback at Penn State. Mm -hmm. He's got a cannon. But then you get into the production and just go, man, you leave a lot to be desired. He's got one of the best arms I've ever seen. And yeah, that's but, why he's going to go this high. You mark my words. Yeah, but I also think that part of that is the is the position that he was put in at Kentucky. That's a run-heavy team. They didn't really have great In weapons. a new system. That's what for, I don't know why nobody fixates on that. Liam Cohen goes to the Rams. That's where he'd been successful. That system fit him. That's why he transferred to Kentucky. And then they bring in a guy from the NFL that he knows absolutely nothing about. He doesn't fit in that system at all chris rodriguez doesn't play half the year you lose wandale robinson mm -hmm. you lose three starting offensive linemen and somehow all of that is will levis's fault let's let's take just a second to to maybe not do dumb dumb talk could you possibly tell me the last quarterback in the sec that won by themselves I, i'll wait because do you know how many draftable players kentucky has in this entire class three in the entire class and i'm to 500 prospects wow you're at a gross talent disadvantage i mean just disgusting talent disadvantage of course it went that way he had to play against georgia with no number one receiver and he was hurt college tape means a lot college stats mean a little but people take them to mean everything go back and look at what josh allen's stat line at wyoming looked like that was at Wyoming playing in the Mountain West. This kid is very similar playing in the SEC largely by himself. Of course the stats don't look right. But there is a risk. Mm -hmm. There is a risk that it might not go the way you want it to. As we said, 
the fifth the fifth iteration of the Flostradamus mock draft will be coming out coming out on the YouTube channel. I'm going to get it eventually. Eventually, uh, after the show tomorrow. So be tuned for that. If you're worried you might miss it, you should go right now and subscribe to the channel. That's a tease. That way you can get the alert whenever it goes out tomorrow after the usual program right here, 3 to 6. Now it's time to get weird. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All right, two things that don't mix. Power grids. And birds. Yep, birds. Actually, there there are a lot of things that don't mix with power grids. Uh, Varmints! In this scenario, it's gunfire. Gunfire is never, never a good thing. When it comes to the power that's, grid, that's this a, this story weird. comes to us from Statesville. That's two strange things. Well, two things that don't go together: possums and peanut butter. <laughs> uh, in Statesville, North Carolina, uh, the utility says that the electric the electricity substation has been damaged by gunfire. Damage reported Tuesday comes after a December gunfire attack on multiple substations in Moore County that knocked out power to more than 45,000 customers. Energy United said in a news release that an alarm early Tuesday alerted it to an equipment problem at the substation in Randolph County, which is just north of Charlotte. It said that crews had found damage to the substation from an apparent gunshot and that law enforcement was notified. But they say that this gunfire incident, unlike the one back in December that knocked out power to 45,000 people, will not cause any outages. This is like the four. Not, okay, so second story that's happened in Moore County since December. I read a story yesterday that was gunfire had caused a 50,000 person a customer outage somewhere in Texas, I think it was. Like, guys. What are we doing? This in the don't do crimes segment, but don't do crimes. Like, I don't feel like you should just be out here popping caps off and shooting at substations. What the actual are you doing? Crimes. Crimes. Which is something you shouldn't do. Right. My story is also about crimes, and it comes from a state that I lived in, the great state of South Carolina. A bill allowing police to charge a bigger fine for people driving slowly in the left lane of interstates and other multi-lane highways is one of the first to be taken up in the South Carolina State House in 2023. They already so they already have one of these. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently it's called the Slowpoke Bill. It passed last year. Over roughly a year, state troopers wrote nearly 500 tickets. And the way this works is not necessarily a speed. You have to be going below the speed limit in the fast lane and a car has to be rapidly approaching on you. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, if the car is approaching rapidly, they can't be speeding to be getting to aggressively. We all, okay, what are you a cop? They're at nine. We all, we've all universally agreed it's nine miles an hour, all right? It's called impeding the flow of traffic. So it doesn't go on your driving record, 
but it's just a it's a citation that can range from twenty five to up to a hundred dollars. Most of the funds go to the state highway patrol. Well, now apparently it started happening again. This this had had subsided to a point last year. Well, now apparently the slowpokes have reemerged. So they're putting in a bill now that would allow them to charge up to $500 for you being in the wrong way. Frankly, I think they should put you in prison. They should put you in jail for six months. Get six months of the way. Put it in D. You know what D stands for? Go! It's the long pedal to the right, guys. Gas on the right, brake on the left, no bumping. That's how interstates work. Go! And it's all, it's, and you know, it always seems to be the same ones. It's always the same ones. It's always people, it's always people with a lot of bumper stickers. Oh yeah. And usually they're very conflicting. Yeah. Or they have a lot of. Go on. Green themes. (laughs) Green themes. You can take that however you want to. Asheville cat weirdos. Buy local. Joe Biden for president. (laughs) Sorry, I had to do it. Sports Talk ESPN. <laughs> I was going to think it. Uh, you just said it. Sorry, the worst ones are the Bernie Sanders. The I people did, who yeah, still had Bernie Sanders on the back of their too car. We long together because I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> Those are the worst ones. Like, And so, of course, I get stuck behind these freaks and I'm screaming out the window. Like, Sports Talk ESPN. Would you please just go? <laughs> for the love of God. <laughs> Bernie who Sanders says go. This will be the first day in the history of this show. You get more hate mail than I do. <laughs> Look, I didn't say anything about your politics. I'm just saying. I think you did. You need to I drive a little faster. You need to go. <laughs> I love it. $500 for impeding the flow of traffic. Stephen and Tell. you know what? We need to double down on this, and we need to go $1,000 tickets for everybody who doesn't zipper merge. See, we we were agreeing so well there, and then you <laughs> had to just pedal right on into it. it right there. Stephen Towner, YouTube comment said, "I'm convinced a Prius can't go over 35 miles an hour." Uh, oh, it's a fun day at gotta, Sports Tech ESPN yeah. at ESPN Draft Nerds. You can send your hate mail. Just please spell the words right. Uh, oh, by the way, Kevin Vick coexist. At Ingles, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years but the same thing applies to cars whether you're looking to buy a car trade in or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust fred anderson nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car they have two on-site managers that work with kelly blue book to give you top dollar for your vehicle you can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. stop in and visit them today at 629 brevard road nashville or call them at 828-365-1663 
I've been asked by management to apologize for my Bernie Sanders outrage. Uh, that, uh, that is factually that inaccurate. That is factually correct. I did not. I did, no, no. I do not apologize. It's the truth. And next time you see and, it, and, and you that, won't be able to unsee it. And that has nothing to do with your politics. It's just uh, certain it's, people drive certain ways. Yeah. D means go. D means go! It is the sportsocracy here on ESPN. Actually, we, we, we try not to do politics, but I can't. I can't. Hey, look, we I we can't. offend on both sides of the aisle. If, if you're mad at what we just said, give us a minute. We'll t- we'll get on the other side. <laughs> You'll like that. We'll all be friends again. It'll all be hunky-dunky. Indeed, indeed. It's what we do here. Uh, giving you a sneak peek into the fifth edition of Flostradamus' mock draft. Yes, if you're new to the program, Jeremy Green, he is Flostradamus. He's got the mullet that just won't quit. I really wish it would, but it just won't. Oh, no, it's just going to get worse. I'm cutting it before I go to the senior bowl. Like shaving it? No. Like, like shaving the sides down and making yeah. it like super, oh, so, yeah. super Alabama-y? Oh, yeah. yeah. You're going to fit right in. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. I, can't, I actually might put, I might carve a Reese's cup in the side just to really show how committed I am to the senior bowl. I think that's a good idea. I, I actually do, too. I hadn't thought of that until just now. That's a great idea. I guarantee you my wife will hate that a lot, which increases the chances of me doing it tenfold. <laughs> uh, we're giving you the, the, the sneak peek into the mock draft that will be coming out full first round tomorrow on the YouTube channel. If you're not already subscribed, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel so you get the alerts when all of our videos go out, the videos uh, that are not live and here on fcc radio they get funnier just they have bad words they do they, they have them wordy dirts that we can't say on fcc air so just wanted to throw that out there for the uh for the for the, for the new people joining us but subscribe to the youtube channel not only will you get the alerts whenever we go live but you'll also be able to join us in the chat lots of fun with that last segment in the chat oh yeah can't say some of the things that have been said but hilarious nonetheless um all right, so we have worked our way up to the fifth pick in the draft. Like I said, if you are uh, if you're just joining us, we had Bryce Young go one to the to the Chicago Bears. We still have not resolved what happens with Justin Fields either, but that will be coming, coming. soon enough. Uh, C.J. Stroud at two to the Houston Texans. Arizona Cardinals get Will Anderson Jr. out of Alabama at three. Will Levis was the pick for the Indianapolis Colts, regardless of. What happens with Indianapolis, there are reports over and over and over again that Will Levis is the guy they want. So it didn't... And that comes from Chris Ballard's current take. Could that change? Absolutely. Oh, there's still a lot to do. There's still a lot of the process to go through. You got combines and senior bowls and all those things to, uh, to make those decisions coming up down the line. The fifth pick. From the Denver Broncos, uh, Russell Wilson trade with Seattle. The Seattle Seahawks have the fifth pick, and they will go with Jalen Carter, defensive tackle out of Georgia. I mean, he's he's he he was a man among boys in the SEC, and that's saying something. And Tyler Cunningham and I have the exact same take. He's our our resident scout guy in the uh, NFC South. Mm-hmm. He said I wouldn't take Jalen Carter in the top five. Five to ten, now we can talk. Tyree Wilson is more versatile, in my opinion. We'll get to Tyree Wilson real soon. I don't disagree with him. Here's the difference. Here's here's the difference of why Seattle would do this at five as opposed to where Tyree Wilson's going to go. There's almost no miss in Jalen Carter. I don't see a path where he's out of the league five years from now. No. 
short of injury, which that could happen to anybody. My, the thing that bothers me is six sacks in his entire career with a defense that's that talented. And, and your excuse is always, well, he's the one that generated the pressure. Yeah, mm-hmm. at some point you have to be the one that finishes the play if I'm going to take you in the top five. That's hard to do, though. I mean, it's hard to do when you've got Nolan Smith coming right on your heels. If you don't get it in a tenth of a second, guess what? Guess well, who's getting it? Well, it's weird. Quinn and Williams found a way. And that's where I keep coming back to is if I'm going to take a defensive tackle in the top five, I expect you to be Quinn and, Quinn and Williams level impactful. I'm not using that one because I'm a Jets fan. I'm using that one because that's the most recent top five defensive tackle that you expected to play that way. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's ever going to be that. Now, can he be – my comp to him has been Calais Campbell the entire time because I think he is a genetic freak that is going to be a really good member of a front four. I just don't know if statistically he's ever going to live up to the billing, and people may see him as less of a player than that. Mm Mm-hmm. And once I saw that, I couldn't unsee it because I think they're the same guy. Calais Campbell has been one of the 20 best players in the NFL for 15 years. Average fan doesn't know that. They know the name. They know he's the really big guy from Miami that plays for the Ravens and that he's constantly in the backfield. They don't realize that when you ask scouts and players, he's been one of the best players in the league for well over a decade. Mm -hmm. And that could be where Jalen Carter falls in, is that he's very good. It's just more of a working class, analytical scout kind of good that never gets the the public love. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what it is, it will it will bolster whatever defensive future Seattle has to have that guy in the middle. I agree, and and having uh, a Jamal Adams coming behind it, I, I like the fit there a lot. Mm-hmm. Which works out nicely because I like the fit for who goes at six better than I would like Jalen Carter. The Detroit Lions. It's Tyree Wilson. Mm-hmm. This is the player that the Tyler Cunningham was just talking about. This kid can do everything. But I'm not sure what he does. I'm not sure what he does so well right now, so consistently, that you put him here. But if you told me three years from now he's the best player in this class, wouldn't shock me in the least. Really? Wouldn't shock me in the least. Because the good is intoxicatingly good. I could watch good Tyree Wilson tape for like six solid minutes. Now, I would say I would do it longer than that, but there's not more than six minutes of it, which is the bothersome part. But he played at Texas Tech where there's nothing around him. Mm -hmm. This is one of those – this is why scouts get the big bucks because you will see through to whether this fits with your team. It's going to be very specific. There will be teams that think he's a top 10 pick. There will be some that say they wouldn't take him in the top 20. It depends on how he fits with you. He's very long. He's got great explosiveness. Plays a little high sometimes. And you have to figure out, okay, so what position is it that you actually play? Because I don't know. You're mm-hmm. too thin to play defensive tackle in the league. I think you're too... You may just end up being like Trayvon Walker. You're just so athletic that, you know what, we're going to get you in the building and we'll figure out where you go from there. Yep. Tyree Wilson at number six to the Detroit Lions. We're up against it. We'll take another quick break. When we come back, we'll give you the rest of the top ten in episode five of Flostradamus' 2023 Mock Draft. Did you know Ingalls only sells USDA choice and prime cuts of meat? Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. We'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. It's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. 
I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. We're back in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville, the preview of the fifth edition of the Flostradamus 2023 NFL mock draft. We're up to number seven, the Las Vegas Raiders on the clock. And this is a player that you will, it's one of my favorite sayings, and I get to say it about at least one player every year. He's a guard, he's a guard, he's a guard. Peter Skaronsky out of Northwestern. Here's the thing. I learned with Rayshon Slater. Don't be so quick to say he's a guard everywhere. Peter Skaronsky has short little arms. Mm-hmm. And when I say short, I mean like an inch shorter than any lineman that will have ever gone in the top 10. That lends me to believe he's probably a guard. I said the same thing about Rayshon Slater, and he was an all-pro at left tackle. This kid's that good. He was also the replacement of Rayshon Slater for mm-hmm. what it's worth. Pat Fitzgerald recruits uh, offensive linemen real, real good. I look at the Raiders and go, you need help on the line. There are very few sure things in this draft. Peter Skronsky is a sure thing. Worst case scenario, he's a 10-time pro bowler at guard. Best case scenario, he's a 10-time pro bowler at tackle. Either way, you have a long-time starter on that line, which is exactly what you need no matter who your quarterback is. Mm -hmm. He could play any position on the line, and it doesn't matter. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders need help on their offensive line. First and foremost, especially if they're going to try to bring in Tom Brady next year. Uh, Number eight. We have a trade. That pick belongs to the Atlanta Falcons, but not so fast, my friend. Not so fast, my friend. It now belongs to the Chicago Bears because Justin Fields is the new quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta would give up eight, a conditional three that would be in next year's draft. Mm -hmm. If he hits none of the incentives, it's a three. If he goes to the Pro Bowl, it's a two. If he goes to the Pro Bowl and they make the playoffs, it's a one. So it's a three. Yes. <laughs> so it'll end up being a three. But you get number eight in this draft, which is key because you're going to have the opportunity to give Bryce Young a weapon that all the fans believe Justin Fields doesn't have. Quentin Johnston, wide receiver out of TCU. Kid's nasty. His high side is Julio Jones, and I firmly mean that. Okay. He is that good. Now, he's had some drop issues. 
He's had some injury issues. But in terms of he's the no doubt, no doubt, that he is the number one receiver in this class. And I just look at Chicago and go, you've only really got one spot. I mean, because Velas Jones is going to be in and out of the lineup. He can do some slot things. He could, He's a weapon more than he is a receiver because he's not a great route runner. But with everything else, it's pretty locked in place. And I'm, I, I'm just going to say this, if for nothing else, because I love to poke Bears fans because they love to poke me. When you see Quentin Johnston with Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney and Velas Jones and Cole Komet and David Montgomery, if they bring him back, it'll be weird how all of a sudden Bryce Young doesn't need weapons and those weapons are good enough, but they weren't good enough for Justin Fields. Now, Justin Fields with Arthur Smith, that is the way he can become what all of you keep telling me he can be. Mm -hmm. Because now I have Drake London, now I have Kyle Pitts, two big weapons, one of the best rushing teams in the league, and I can just steer into the fact that that's that's what he does. This is a line that is built for that. That is the biggest win-win I think I've ever seen in doing mock draft trades. I'm sure some Falcon fans don't like it. And Bradley seems to be one of those. I hate it. I mean, if I was a Falcons fan, I hate it. You shouldn't. What is Justin Fields? Justin Fields is exactly what you were sold Desmond Ritter was, and that was the quarterback when he had the chance to take any of them. Mm -hmm. That's the one that Arthur Smith took. Mm -hmm. What does that tell you? He wants a quarterback that's mobile that can play off play action. I actually think that's the greatest win-win ever, and there's nobody that has bashed Justin Fields more than me. Yeah. Arthur Smith? He can be everything you're told he is. Okay. All right. Because I have two six foot five wide receivers that can both separate. Now, I'm not sure that I couldn't be the quarterback for that, <laughs> but I also can't run a four four forty like Justin Fields can. Yeah, I was gonna say if uh Marcus Mariota can't do it, I'm pretty sure you can't either, Floster Thomas. It's like okay, that. Falcon fans. I upset you. I'm about to upset the Panthers even more with the next pick. At number nine. Tanner. <laughs> I didn't know you had that button. <laughs> Tanner McKee, quarterback out of Stanford. Uh huh. So this is uh, this is what 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 did you tell me? This, this is, is Davis Mills with a much better arm. Davis Mills with a and better a arm. much better much better body, and he doesn't have a neck like a giraffe. Look, a lot of people bang on Tanner McKee. I'm gonna say this as clearly as I can. If you liked Kenny Pickett last year, there is no excuse for you to not like Tanner McKee this year. He comes out of a pro system. I think he's very pro-ready. Is he ever going to be an all-pro? Probably not. But you put the weapons around him. You put the running game with him. Because I'll go ahead and tell you, since we're in a Panther market, I have him taking Jameer Gibbs in the second round. Mm -hmm. uh, all of a sudden, you pair that defense with a quarterback that's not going to turn the ball over. This is – take the best of Davis Mills. That's what he is consistently. He just had no weapons. So – I'd use the same excuse with Tanner McKee that I did with CJ with uh, Will Levis. If Tanner McKee played at Ohio State, he'd be the number two pick in this draft, and I have zero doubt about that. None. If he had weapons like that, you would have seen the high level that you saw from CJ Stroud. Okay. And then that brings us to number 10. This will make Philadelphia Eagle fans very happy because in number 10, you get Miles Murphy, who just falls right in your lap. Kid is hell coming off the edge. He just needs to be more consistent. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of talent on that defense. And the the effort wasn't always there. And and he played a little upright sometimes. Funny, I said the exact same thing about Josh Sweat. And Philadelphia made it work. Mm -hmm. This is the he would be the Brandon Graham replacement in time. But eventually you would have Josh Sweat, Hassan Reddick, 
and Miles Murphy coming off the edge with Jordan Davis in the middle. That's scary. That is terrifying. Absolutely. And Miles Murphy is he is thick enough to play as a pass rusher from the inside, which makes it even more terrifying. Mm-hmm. That kid's really multiple. You just have to get consistent effort. There were times that he looked a little bit disinterested, and that's the reason you could get him at 10 as opposed to six where he probably belongs all right jeremy's very upset yesterday he lost the daily poll because waffles are far superior to pancakes and so now he wants to try to prove a point by beating me in a daily draft and we're gonna do breakfast foods what is this breakfast fast food sandwiches oh breakfast or fast breakfast food fast food menu items you okay. can choose a non-sandwich if you want to all right uh we'll look forward to that in the daily draft coming up after the sports center update He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. It's, uh, it's, it's been a good day so far. We've, we've given you the preview into the next Flostradamus mock draft. Uh, if, talk- if you're a draft fan, the YouTube channel is going to be the place to be for the, uh, for the foreseeable future. Yes. Off season things. Those are coming next as well. We'll break down your team. What do you have? What do you not have? Mm-hmm. What do you need desperately? This this is when we kick into overdrive. Sadly, this is so the football season is obviously fun. We make jokes, we give our opinions. Then we actually show why we have a show, which is uh, the the front office things of NFL teams. <laughs> Indeed, um, yeah, and uh, we've talked about Aaron Rodgers sowing the seeds of doubt about his future in Green Bay, says he can be an MVP given the right situation, and is that here? maybe is it somewhere else maybe never know uh we also talked about how you actually consume ayahuasca uh i I don't think we ever got an answer on that uh t uh that's i mean that's how that's that's how he does it that's how captain ayahuasca does does it it have sugar in it because it's not tea if it doesn't have sugar in it all right that's just (laughs) i don't know i mean he's from california so i would guess no it's there i brought you this warm tea well could you go get some sugar and put some ice in that i mean that's what it's taking i mean do you you're getting the natural high from the 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 active ingredient whatever it is in the ayahuasca do you need the sugar high to go with it as well but we don't just talk about sports around here and yesterday we had a riveting discussion where many of you were wrong that <laughs> waffles are better than pancakes. I didn't say waffles were bad. I just, mm. I've never seen somebody go, look, I made a big plate of waffles with strawberries and all the wonderful things on it. I see that with pancakes all the time. Maybe I'm sheltered. You I are. don't know. You're definitely sheltered. The funny thing, and somebody pointed this out uh, on my Twitter last night, I chose pancakes and don't like whipped cream. Think about that for a minute. I am I am repulsed by whipped cream. Well, you don't. I mean, you don't have to have whipped cream on your. No, pancakes. but a lot. But a lot of people that like pancakes apparently put whipped cream with the strawberries and all the things. Yeah, I would give credit where it was due, but I don't remember who said it to me. Like, wait a minute, you don't like whipped cream? How in the world do you like pancakes so much? Right. Well, I because I'm maddeningly inconsistent. Well, he he he, you know, kind of retracted a little bit when I said waffles are far superior to the pancake. 
And then pretty much everybody, save for about four people, agreed with me that the waffle is far superior to the pancake. Well, it, it uh, okay, just we're 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 a small look faction, for, but we're here. For me, it's a it's a lot about containment. I want I want to have containment on my plate. I don't I don't want the syrup and the and see, the, I and do. The I stuff want, I want the eggs everywhere. and the sausage. I want it all in the pancake and just one great big bowl of <laughs> I awesome. like I like having individual dipping cups of syrup in my in my waffles. I can't get that with a pancake. It just goes everywhere. Anywho, so then he says to me, "Hey, today's daily draft. Why don't we do fast food breakfast sandwiches?" And I went, it's "Fast food breakfast." items okay doesn't have to be a sandwich excuse me fast food breakfast items which has to me has to be sandwiches or donuts those are like the only two things that really qualify because otherwise it's just uh eggs uh bacon and eggs are also of course they are i'm a big fan of breakfast but here's the thing i'm not that big of a fan of (laughs) Um, you know what you yes, said. Yes, I know what you I know said. You know what you said. Um, I'm not that big of a fan of fast food breakfast per se. I'm just I, I I just don't I don't do it a lot. So I feel like I'm already hamstrung in this scenario because Jeremy is like an A one since day one breakfast goer at fast food restaurants. Well, see, there's there's two recipes for Jeremy's morning. Either I wake up at six thirty the way I'm supposed to and I get to work on time, or Sometimes there are too many domestic lights and I wake up at 9.30 and then I'm screaming in here sideways, which ultimately leads to me being a pretty consistent purveyor of fast food delicacies. Mm -hmm. I also live in the Bermuda Triangle of fast food establishments because I can be to any one of them I want to in seven minutes. So today's daily draft, that's what we're going to do. Fast food breakfast items. And away we go. Jeremy, you got the number one pick. And I, as for me, I had to figure out what is it that you could possibly take away from me? Because I know all five that I want, and I'm not sure you're going to take any of them. I may not. So there's one that I had to unequivocally, and I know you would order this. So I'm starting with number one is the Cajun Filet Biscuit from Bojangles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, that's one that I was afraid you would take away from me. I had one in mind from Bojangles, but that wasn't it, and I will we'll be taking that later. What condiment do you put on the Cajun Filet Biscuit? Nothing. I, okay, so... I, I'm, <laughs> I mean, what do you want me to put on So, it? my answer is the same on a lot of these, and there's a very specific reason. Ketchup? Nope. Okay. I don't put ketchup on eggs, ever. I, I, to me, that is one of the most weirdest things that people do, but and you I like never ketchup on everything. I do like ketchup. I put ketchup on steak, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. Mix it with a one fancy sauce. Don't knock it till you try it. I did not expect adds that. a little consistency to a one. Okay. So I have virtually anything that you can eat for breakfast gives me heartburn. So there's only one way that I can consume most of these things without the first two hours of my day being where's the jar of tums because I need them badly. It's mustard. I love mustard on a Cajun filet biscuit. Hmm. So good. Never tried it. 
Oh, it's so good. Never they look When you order it, they look at you very sideways like, wait a minute. I'm sure they do. Because you didn't order anything that mustard goes on. Oh, but I did, my friend. <laughs> oh, but I did. Okay, so the Cajun filet biscuit, I'm going to add the note here. With mustard? Question mark? Because that is very strange. Okay, so that means I get I get two picks back to back here. Correct. All right. Um, and there's one that I basically just tapped out on because I know you're going to do it. And when you do, I will tell you that you did. Okay. Like I said, I don't do this do this often, especially since the PhD weight loss program helped me lose more than ninety pounds. I'm I'm not the biscuit in the morning kind of guy, but there was a time. Where I would frequent one specific fast food establishment early in the mornings just for one simple thing. Because it was a heart attack on a biscuit. It was, and I don't even know if they still sell it or not, but it was the Hardee's Monster Biscuit. That had the bacon and the sausage and the egg and the cheese. And it was, I mean, it was as big as like a Big Mac. I don't think they still call it that. I don't know. But they have something in that realm so i'm going monster biscuit from hardy's which is a it's a formidable choice oddly enough i have a breakfast item from that same family of restaurants that i'm going to take last because you have told me that you have not traveled outside of a a general footprint Mm -hmm. where this particular restaurant does not tend to be okay but it's related. Okay. Interesting. You'll understand when I pick it. All right. Um, when I am in the mood for a little breakfast sandwich action, I can never say no to Burger King. The croissant oh, no. no! The croissant No! And it doesn't matter what you put on it. I mean, you can get the sausage, egg, and cheese. You can get the bacon, egg, and cheese. You can get the one that I think they had one at one point where you could get both. Actually, you could just order both. You could just say, hey, can I have, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, and they've got the double the beef or double the meat or whatever deal. And at some point, you can get, like, the two for five. I'm I'm sure it's the inflation. Two for six for seven now. (laughs) Still two for five for the single, two for six for the double. Okay, yeah, croissant. I knew you were going to steal one of the ones I want. I never in a million years thought it was going to be that one. I I thought I would literally just cakewalk into that with my third pick. I mean, I'm... I'm this old. I, I, I'm that many years old when you could get croissant, which is two for two. And in my heavier days, I would go six for six. <laughs> <laughs> I chose a weird time to stop paying attention. <laughs> oh, that! I, please, somebody clip that so I can use it for less than the various things. <laughs> As I promise you that I will. Oh, I love breakfast. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't believe you just took that. I hate this game. I came up with this game, and I hate it because you st- that was like my number one pick. Yeah. But you don't live within 10 miles of a Burger King in any direction. No. I thought that was such a lie. <laughs> I really did. I, I, I hate this game now. Yeah. All right. I, I have one, and it's, this is actually what made me think of this. Because I'm here in the morning. I'm here very early because I do different things around iHeart over the course of the day. Eddie Fox is a, is a consistent goer of breakfast because obviously they get here so early doing that morning show. Well, 
one of the things that he has become fond of, and I don't know where this is coming from because I have no idea where this place is anywhere close to here, is Sonic. Okay. It's the ultimate meat and cheese breakfast burrito with the jalapenos. Okay. It is phenomenal. Anything that you can have for breakfast that you can put salsa on is a win. I'm not a big breakfast burrito fan. What? I know. I know. Just This is a free plug for a place that pays us $0, and I will readily admit that. I used to work further down on Patton. Neo Burrito made a breakfast burrito. I don't know if it was made with the tears of angels. Uh, I don't know if it was some kind of butter that had pure rays of sunshine and happiness in it. I don't really know. But that was my first real taste of the breakfast burrito. Now that's about the only way I get breakfast. Mm -hmm. Because you take all of the things and you wrap it into one happy little bun that you just inhale into your face hole. And and you throw some sauce on top of it, and it's just phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. I I have to take the break. But I, I I can't believe you took croissant away from me. Of all the daily draft, we've been taken doing it the, first. We have been doing the daily draft now to start this uh, to start this hour f- for quite a while. Mm-hmm. This is the first time you've almost elicited me to swear on radio <laughs> because that was so good, uh-huh. and and I have to do something so creative to come back and beat you, and I need you to take something from like Starbucks. I think that's the only way I'm coming back. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Look, Starbucks is Starbucks is fine, and I know they're on a lot of people's lists, but I honestly can't tell you anything I've ever had to eat from a Starbucks. I don't ever go to Starbucks because they are a coffee shop that makes coffee that you have to put all these things in. Mm-mm. I want coffee that tastes like coffee. That's all I want. I don't need a macchiato. I don't even know what that means, and I don't know how to spell it. Yeah, that sounds like Dennis Leary over here. I- Coffee-flavored coffee! I just, I want you to take the pot and pour the coffee in it and then hand it to me. End of transaction. I want a large. That'll be a venti. Nope. Large. <laughs> and you write large on the side of it. You can, call, you can call large when you call my name. I don't care. Uh, it's time I to take can't. a break. Lo and behold, Jeremy's got to figure out a way during the break. To salvage his daily draft, which was his stinking idea, uh, we are doing fast food breakfast items daily draft here on ESPN Asheville. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com 
or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Did you know Ingalls only sells USDA choice and prime cuts of meat? Maybe it's time to reward yourself. Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. Grass-fed, organic, you name it. Not only that, we'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. And we grind meat fresh in the store multiple times a day. It's all in the bag. That's the best meat in town for the best folks in town. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. And we are back in the sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. We're in the midst of the daily draft. We do this uh, special little thing each and every day because we're draft nerds. Um, Jeremy much more so than I, but I do enjoy the drafting. And top of the 5 o'clock hour each and every day, we come up with a different topic and we choose our top five selections. Today, it's fast food breakfasts because Jeremy got very upset yesterday when I said waffles are far superior to the pancake, there he was, said, no, they're not. We threw it out to the chat, and it was overwhelming. Yes, waffles far superior. There is, There has been so much uh, 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 pancake slander that I, I feel like we had to discuss breakfasts. So – uh, so he started it all. And somehow we are not sponsored by any form of fast food. So this is as honest as you could possibly Absolutely. ever hear two people be. Absolutely. He started it off with a number one pick. He goes Cajun filet biscuit from uh, Bojangles with mustard. It was a weird aside, but can't get uh, I can't deny you on the Cajun filet biscuit. It's absolutely awesome. It's bow time. Bergark. Uh, <laughs> then I went back to back. Monster biscuit. Don't even know if it's still called that at Hardee's. But it is. Okay. We had a verification in the Okay. Chat. So the Monster Biscuit from Hardee's. Then I went with the Burger King croissant, which, which sent him into a tailspin. Uh, yes. It, it, and, I'm, and I think I figured out how I'm going to recover. Uh, much like the Houston Texans, I, 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 I lost a guy that I was, I was very, very much wanted, and now I need my Jalen Petrie. Well, your second pick was the Sonic Ultimate Burrito. Which is just ridiculously good. And your third pick? Breakfast Baconator. Oh. Let's go. I was so hoping you were not going to do that. Let's go. Jeremy is a huge fan of Wendy's breakfast. I'm a huge fan of Wendy's, period. And it's it's very good and understandable. But I I remember us going round and round about Wendy's breakfast, and I kept telling you I've never had Wendy's breakfast. The one time, or maybe a handful of times, that I've had Wendy's breakfast, it's been Baconator. You see something called the Baconator on the menu. Uh, uh, formerly Fat Tank Spencer's got to go. Yep, I'm gonna have that. Oh, they have a tremendous breakfast. It's it's so good. All right, I feel like I have gotten back on track. I need you to do that Tank Spencer thing where you take something completely off the wall. Where and I it just honors, it. 
Emmett Otter's uh, flute band Christmas or whatever it was. <laughs> I need you to do that so I can go back to win this. Okay. Um, I, I, I'll try not to do that for you, but I feel like I kind of knocked it out of the park on the first two selections. You did well. <sighs> but this is where your team is really built. Yeah, I was I was going to go Baconator with my next pick. Not going to lie about that. Hmm. My next selection. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go because this is my this is one of my personal favorites. And I told you I'm not the burrito guy. Like I just I just something about burritos that I never really. You know they're fine, but you can put salsa on it. But sure, it and it's and it's good and it's fine. But it, you know you got to be in a certain mood. But if I'm driving by the Sonic over on New Leicester Highway, there is one in uh, at Irwin Hills, right across the street from the Ingles. Is that where he keeps up going? On the hill, yes. You gotta say when you go past the station, Narnia. I have no <laughs> idea. No what idea. I no clue. He has no idea what's out there. But yes, there is the Sonic down there on New Leicester Highway, right across from uh, from the Ingles. Now. I'm gonna go with Sonic, and I'm gonna go with the breakfast toaster. That's a that's a formidable third round pick. Sausage, egg, and cheese breakfast toaster from Sonic. You got the Texas toast with the, it; just works. Yes, and it's always like the temperature of the sun. I actually think they cook those in a nuclear reactor, and then they hand them to you and go, "Good luck with your mouth, because this is gonna hurt the first four bites." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a sandwich that I have not had in a really long while because one of the key things with my new lifestyle is I got to try to stay away from the sugar and there's so much sugar in this that it makes it so lovely and so wonderful. It is the McGriddle. No, no! <laughs> from McDonald's, preferably sausage sausage is the way to go. But it is the sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddle. If you were this good at drafting normally, you would be the ESPN draft nerd, and I would not. <laughs> and I, this is the first time I think I've ever gotten dog walked <laughs> in one of these, and I, I don't even think I did poorly. Right, right. No, you didn't. <sighs> okay. I just, it's to me, here's the thing. This is a little bit more on the McGriddle. It's the science of the thing. Like, how did you get those lovely flavor pockets inside of a pancake? It Love is it. so good. It is. It's so good. And I get it. They freeze it, and that's how that works. But still, mind blown. It's so good. All right. There is one particular restaurant that's very popular around here that we have not sampled from yet and i feel that that is an error in judgment so i'm gonna go with the chick-fil-a chicken minis okay it's the nuggets on a little on a little floofy biscuit and it's a little fella. floofy and it's just it tastes wonderful and the beauty of that particular delicacy is that you can dunk it in any sauce that you want to and it's it, it's always different it's just, it's wonderful and and light and amazing. Is that where you would have gone with Chick-fil-A? I probably would have just gone regular chicken biscuit, but 
I mean, the minis are the minis are good. The, I, the I've the had the minis before, and I, the fact that I can put the Polynesian sauce on it. Oh yeah. Again, got to stay away from the sugar. There, there are some things that you're gonna miss. <laughs> There's some things that you're gonna miss, but this is one of those times that I don't. I, I don't think there's words that I can say here that, that actually lead to me winning this. Yeah, I don't think so either. I, I really, I don't think there is a, a a word in the English language that I can say right here, and I walk away going, I won. I, I hate losing. You know what? I, I'm going off the board because this doesn't even exist anymore. I'm going McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Let's go. I'll. This is. Gross. You want to know how? You want to know how Jeremy works? If I feel like the game is over and I have lost, I'll just cheat. I'll, and just, I'll cheat. just cheat, and I'll use something that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Oh, uh, so good. You stop. No. You stop with your slander. No, sir. Here's the thing. It plays perfectly into my final pick because I was going to say this anyway. There is not, to my knowledge, I could be wrong. It could be out there somewhere. But to me, there is not a fast food restaurant, save for one, that does steak anything for breakfast right. Taco Bell does it you go, reasonably well. Okay, steak burrito, I'm sure. Underrated. Sure, Somehow sure. not going to get a selection in this, which is shocking. But here's what, but here's what I'm saying. All right, so you got the, the steak, egg, and cheese bagel. First off, bagels, yuck. What? Yeah, you heard me. I eat me. a bagel every day of my life. You heard me. Everything multigrain bagel. Let's go. Perfect way to start your day. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-mm. Low no. fat cream cheese. Let's go. Not interested. Uh, the only, grapefruit on the side. The only time I am interested is if somebody says, "Hey, I went and got some of them sandwiches, them bagel sandwiches from Brugger's." You remember the day we were in the I old do. studio and Corey comes in with the bagel sandwiches, I and I went, "I don't like bagels, but this is heaven." Oh yeah, they're very good. Brugger's so, does a very formidable bagel. Absolutely. But I feel me, like that was almost a victory lap for you because I think they have 20 locations left in the country. And you went, I've just, I, I've gone four, uh, and my four beats your five. Well, that's not my selection. That's oh, not, that's not oh, my fifth selection. Oh. I'm just saying that was the, the bagel exception to me. But steak is not done properly in any breakfast menu, fast food-wise, except for at Bojangles. The Bojangles steak biscuit is otherworldly. And it's not even steak. I, I don't even know what it is. I don't care. It's country fried steak. That's yeah, what it yeah, is. 100%, it's 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 fried happiness. Right. And and I and I that didn't even cross my brain. And you know what's sad? That's probably the breakfast I eat the most often. And you go to you go to the uh, to to the drive through, and you say, "I would like a steak, egg, and cheese biscuit." Mind blown. You get the egg and the cheese added on to the steak biscuit. Because it's a special order now. It's lovely, absolutely lovely. <laughs> this Kevin Big said it might be possible. I don't care if it is possible. It tastes wonderful. Uh-huh. It's so good. What is what is your line? I don't care if it's moose knuckles and squirrel ankles. I don't I, care. I, I don't care if it, it it can be a moose ankle. I don't care. I don't care if it's hooves and and snoots and I, I don't care. 
It's awesome. Mm-hmm. The steak delicious. Egg and, the steak, egg, and cheese biscuit at Bojangles, though, to me, is a uh, uh, sign for it's bow time. It's only fitting that we would begin and end the draft with Bojangles. You got the Cajun filet biscuit, which is the uh, the king of the Bojangles breakfast menu, and then the unsung hero of the steak, egg, and cheese. I feel like as the ESPN draft nerd, I, I have to, I, I have to have a, I have to have a post draft press pressure here, where I, I apologize to the fan base for uh, <laughs> for my lacking effort in, in today's daily draft. We we will try to be better, right? Uh, we'll, we will do another one of these tomorrow, and and frankly, I'll try to be better because I, I, I just, you know what, like Brandon Staley, I, I just got beat. And and there's there's no excuse and I, and I I expect better of myself than that. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. It's time for the most important message of the day, which is Jeremy Green. Don't do crimes. Indeed, there is a suspect in custody. Here we go. I always love it when I can bring local news to the program. Oh no, I hope you're not taking my story. Oh no, is it is it from Boone? It's Boone. No. Oh no. It's Boone, North Carolina, where there was a, an hour-long chase. Guy named Ronnie Hicks. We'll uh-huh. just we'll, we'll just tandem yeah, this. Yeah, absolutely, one. Ronnie Hicks. Uh, he's he apparently has a long history with the Watauga Sheriff's Department. It's always a bad sign when, in the press release, they say a guy we're very familiar with. Yes, absolutely. Um, they're not fam- the, the police department does not say they're familiar with you because you do so many charitable things. Uh, at around nine o'clock, was this this morning or was it last Tuesday? Uh, this it was Tuesday a week. morning. I believe this was. A, oh, this was yesterday. Today's Wednesday. Is today's wednesday Today is wednesday i was thinking today was tuesday for some reason and somehow you almost got me messed up on that yeah anyway okay so this was yesterday so yesterday morning ronnie hicks 43 years old from boone north carolina who has a long history with the police um he decided today i'm just gonna wake up and choose violence uh, and he went and he stole a john deere tractor and at first, it started out with just a little joyride. He's like doing donuts and stuff in the parking lot somewhere, and somebody called it in and said, "Hey, there's a guy free, you know, uh, a joyriding on a on a tractor." And then calls started coming in one after another as he took to the road and started hitting vehicles. He started running over things. Apparently, he started targeting pedestrians, trying to hit them with the John Deere tractor, which kicked off an hour-long slow-speed pursuit at, at, at speeds of up to 20 miles per hour. So... The cops wanted to bring this bring this thing to an to an end without just you know I mean y- you feel like you could have ran up to it. I mean you would have had to go like Mark Andrews fast running well, to get it, to him on the twenty mile an hour tractor and just yank him off and be done with it. You also left out the not only did he hit several vehicles, not only did he chase people, he hit a dumpster and a church. Yes, he he drove the dumpster into the church. And they tried to use stop sticks 
they blew out the front tires of the tractor, but John Deere tractors, they got the big giant industrial tires on the back. Well, the stop sticks didn't do anything to the back tires. So this guy continues to go down the highway on highway 421, uh, with just front wheels flying everywhere. The back wheels are still intact. There's nothing they could do with the stop sticks. So they waited until he got out into a more rural part of uh, Boone. And then they did what you do when somebody's driving a vehicle with tires that are six feet tall. You put an end to it with a rifle. Yeah, uh, you shoot them. <laughs> they shot the back tire out, and uh, he is now in custody facing charges after just going on a spree. Again, that lasted an hour. That seems like a really long time to be chasing somebody at 20 miles per hour. All right. I, I feel like from here on out, we, we should tandem the uh, don't do crime story. Okay. Because you left out of, you left out a few pieces. Uh, one was when they shot out the tire. What did he do? He took off on foot, mm -hmm. armed with a knife. They then proceeded to tase him three times which did not stop him, and they finally had to physically take him down. You also buried the lead, which to me was the biggest part of this story and why I wanted to tell it. This story takes place at 9 a.m. Mm -hmm. What was he charged with when they caught him? Tell us. It was felony fleeing, assault on a government official with a deadly weapon, and a DUI. <laughs> he got a DUI at 9 o'clock in the morning. Like, okay, just, I, I mean, look, I'm a, I am a fan of the domestic light. I don't know how in the world you could possibly be drunk enough to A, steal a, a tractor at nine o'clock in the morning. B, go on a low speed police chase on said tractor that lasts till 10 in the morning. And you still got off at blew a .17. Like, dude. That, that's not a, oh, well, I went a little too hard last night. No, that's why I woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning and chose total violence. Yeah. Don't, okay, don't be hammered at 9 o'clock in the morning. It's just, it's not, unless you work third shift and then uh, maybe. Look, it's, it's as they say, the best parties never end. And apparently it never ended for this guy. He started drinking at 10 a.m. on Monday. And just kept on going. And just kept on going because... As you do up in Watauga County. You could have told me the story was from West Virginia. And I, I, frankly, I think I read it in the newspaper at one point when I was up there. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Sports leagues are chock full of winners and losers. Correct. And I'm happy to call myself a loser because in a year, I've lost more than 90 pounds with the PhD weight loss program. It was last Thanksgiving week that met with Dr. Ashley Lucas. She told us this is the program to see great results. And she was not lying. More than 90 pounds down, I feel like a brand new Tank Spencer. I did not have 90 pounds to lose, but I had gotten a little chunky. My food decisions had become very lazy, and I was causing some problems. I wasn't sleeping well. My knees hurt. Just over a year on this program, I'm back to my high school weight, sleeping like a baby, and everything's back to hunky-dunky, and it's all thanks to the plan and program of PhD Weight Loss. It's the easiest program I've ever been on. They give you 80% of the food you need to have success, and you will just be amazed. I am proof positive that it can change your life and help you win that battle with your weight once and for all go to myphdweightloss.com it's myphdweightloss.com
realestateagent.com. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community. One that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Did you know Ingalls only sells USDA choice and prime cuts of meat? Maybe it's time to reward yourself. Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. Grass-fed, organic, you name it. Not only that, we'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. And we grind meat fresh in the store multiple times a day. It's all in the bag. That's the best meat in town for the best folks in town. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. The Sportsocracy. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man! And stop getting drunk at 9 a.m. and driving tractors through downtown Boone. And stop driving in the slow... Stop driving slow in the fast lane! (laughs) And zipper merge. Uh, It is the Sportsocracy here on ESPN. Asheville, you can follow us on all the social medias at the Sportsocracy. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can join us in the chat each and every day. Um, There was a comment that I cannot let go in the chat while we were doing the daily draft. Which I got just absolutely dog walked in. Yes. Yes, you did. Uh, And... Frankie Cleary says uh, this draft resurrected Fat Tank Spencer. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Tank has an encyclopedia of knowledge, much like I have with 2012 draft prospects. Because he was formerly Fat Tank Spencer for quite some time. So I should have known when I was beaten. I like Jeremy's new name for me. Formerly Fat Tank Spencer. Look, I'm not the skinniest guy on the planet after my year on the phd weight loss program but i did lose over 90 pounds i never thought there was a program out there that could give me the success that phd gave me but they gave me all of the tools that i needed to have success they gave me a support system like i've never seen before at any other uh weight loss program they gave me 80 percent of the food that i need to to have success on the program and just their their belief in me made me believe in myself i was never formerly fat jeremy green i was just always a little doughy and it depended on how athletic i was being at the time as to how doughy i had gotten well over the last few years get a little older stop uh moving around as much and i had gotten super doughy thanks to the planning program of phd i'm back down to my high school weight sleeping like a baby and all those aches and pains have disappeared it's all thanks to phd stop losing the battle with your weight problem today go to myphdweightloss.com find out about the plan 
that Dr. Ashley Lucas has for you. You can get great results from this, and I am living proof. And no, I will not be going back to the way things were. PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition, the official partner of the Clemson Tigers. We got a lot going on in the NFL. There are there there is news left, right, and center. Uh, first one we mentioned it a little bit earlier in the program, but didn't spend much time on it. But it involves a local guy, so I feel like we need to give this some some justice. Ben Johnson, former AC Reynolds Rocket, has decided that he is not going to take a head coaching job in this cycle. Jeremy, we did the your, we did the the daily draft of head coaching candidates he was your number one and he'll be my number one next year as well he has informed the detroit lions that he will be back as offensive coordinator next year i think this is the best solution for him the biggest question i had as i said during the daily draft was experience you've only been an offensive coordinator for a year and i think removing yourself early in the process and saying, I'm going to go back, I'm going to get some more experience, and then I'm going to launch into a head coaching job next year or the year after or whenever. It's going to be next year. But, oh, absolutely. <laughs> but I think Ben made a heck of a choice by staying in Detroit. Well, and and I, for me, it's not as much about experience as it is the landing spot. You know, Ben is a short timer so far as a coordinator, and if you look around the league, there's not a lot of stability in these openings at quarterback. And it's going to be difficult for a few of these teams to get a solution at quarterback. Next year, you could have, and I know we said this about this class, but we say this quite often, next year could be the best quarterback class we've ever seen. Mm -hmm. You've got three high-level quarterbacks in next year's class. So if that is what he's choosing to do, then it's a very smart career move. He said that he, he felt like something was building in Detroit that he wanted to be a part of. I can respect that. I totally get it. And he will be the hottest name on the market next year yes and of course next year's class will uh feature heisman trophy winner caleb williams also drake may from north carolina we're expecting and quinn ewers bingo that's that's crazy that's a uh, that's a crazy amount of talent coming in next year which which leads me to you know carolina panthers yeah you're not going to be that bad. And what am I saying? It could also have Jackson Dart and Shador Sanders. Just Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Throwing that out that's there. What, that's what Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Suck. Just suck to high holy hell next year. Let's go get one of these quarterbacks. I'm still trying to come up with the catchy rhyming for Drake May. The mistake for Drake. Doesn't really work. No. No. I'll come up with something. But Ben Johnson staying with the Detroit Lions, I think it was the great call. Uh, Jeremy, you're going to the Senior Bowl. I am. We now know who's going to be coaching the Senior Bowl. And I absolutely love this. Chicago Bears offensive coordinator Luke Getze and Las Vegas Raiders defensive coordinator Patrick Graham and are going to be the is, head coaches. It, this is part of the uh, initiative from the, the Senior Bowl that was announced earlier in the year that as opposed to having full staffs, it would be a step-up program where teams would be able to nominate coaches and whatever level they're at with their team, they would jump up a spot in coaching the Senior Bowl. Uh, former North Carolina Tar Heel quarterback Ronald Curry is the offensive coordinator really? for one of these teams. Nice. 
still contend he was a better basketball player than he was a football player. But he wouldn't be wrong. He went. I mean, he went pro in football and didn't go pro in basketball. So I feel like I was wrong on that. Eh, I don't. I don't know. Of the two star or of the two sport athletes that we've had at Carolina, uh, Ronald Curry and Julius Peppers changed the game. Absolutely, at least for the Tar Heels. Uh, and then there's still the the original uh, OG of two sport athletes, Deion Sanders, Charlie Ward, uh, oh. both Florida, both Florida State guys. So yeah, yeah for. We're doing the Mount Rushmore of two sport guys. Florida State's got two. Well, Dion's one, and it—I mean, it's Dion and Bo Jackson one and two, and then Charlie Ward three. Okay. He won a Heisman. He won a Heisman. Was the first round pick in the NBA draft. He's up there. Yeah. He's also my guy. So yeah, names on the door. As long as as long as that's the case, there will be no Charlie Ward slander <laughs> around here. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I was a big fan. I was a big fan. It was the only thing about Florida State that I could stomach was watching Charlie Ward play, uh, not only on the football field but also on the basketball court. Uh, Tennessee Titans have a new GM, and it's Rand Carthon. You, you you remember that thing I said about Arizona's hire? Where I went, this doesn't make any sense because mm-hmm. you have the guy in the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever the exact opposite of that is, where I'm glad you didn't hire the guy in the building, you went out and got. I, I've said Rand Carthon should be a GM for two solid years. Uh, it, it, I'll tell you a fun little aside. He, when he was younger, he would go buy draft magazines off newsstands. And this was before, I mean, he's not that old, but it was before the, the ease of access was as easy as it is now. Mm-hmm. And he would do his own mock drafts off the draft magazines. And now he's running the Tennessee Titans draft. Oh, so this is how this he's like your hero. Like uh, this yes. is what you want to be. Uh, you want to take the step from this into GM. He is a brilliant guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest, I don't think you could have hired better. 15 years of experience in the NFL, obviously with the uh, San Francisco 49ers, which, by the way, this is another minority guy that has gotten uh, hired away from the San Francisco 49ers, so they get two more draft picks. They, they will now have racked up six draft picks from the minority hires that have come out of their organization. So It's a very well-run absolutely, organization. Absolutely. He was the director of uh, player personnel for five seasons. Um and he was with the Rams before that. He was a scout for the Falcons. It's a very good hire. He is an incredibly, incredibly smart guy. Mm-hmm. And then in offensive coordinator news, more offensive coordinator news, Matt Canada returning to the Pittsburgh Steelers and Steelers fans. I don't think they're happy about uh, this. From everything I've seen, they are not. Uh, no. They were clamoring for Byron Leftwich to replace matt canada just to tell you everything you need to know mm-hmm. it's hard to get fired in pittsburgh that's all i'm gonna say they do not tend to fire people i don't know what you're i don't know what you're waiting on though like where where is the bump gonna come that justifies this move well the thought is if you can get the offensive line right and and that will be something that pittsburgh invests in I, at least i feel like they will will invest in heavily this offseason I saw enough out of Kenny Pickett to go, okay, I don't want to upset that apple cart any more than I have to. And and changing system. I am you have to be really bad for me to say change an offensive system 
in a first round pick quarterbacks second year mm-hmm. because that ten, the success right there is like 20 percent, and that's it best sam darnold mm. sorry i could do that with six other jack quarterbacks yeah. too uh, you are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Last break. We'll come back and wrap things up after this. Did you know Ingalls only sells USDA choice and prime cuts of meat? Maybe it's time to reward yourself. Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. Grass-fed, organic, you name it. Not only that, we'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. And we grind meat fresh in the store multiple times a day. It's all in the bag. That's the best meat in town for the best folks in town. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. More news out of the NFL as Quesiadosa uh, Mensa has uh, announced that he expects Kirk Cousins to return next season to be the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. And it, duh. Oh, no, that's not duh. If you want to go duh, it's uh, the owner of the Cincinnati Bengals said he wants uh, Joe Burrow to be around long term. <laughs> no kidding you think grass is green and water's wet thanks you That's, think how fast other breaking news how fast do those deals get done burrow and herbert yeah i think the problem is going to be that neither one of them wants to blink first because you're gonna set the mark if you think that deshaun watson deal is big wait till you see what these two get i won't be shocked if they're in the ballpark of half a billion dollars mm-hmm. it wouldn't shock me in the least mm-hmm. i could very well see and, and with Kirk cousins it was all right so you say that you expect him to be back what what else exactly would you do right you you don't have any money i mean you've said it several times so far already in the preparation for the offseason like kirk cousins is not your guy it's time to move on but what are you gonna do i mean i'm a terror i feel like you're wasting justin jefferson's prime years because he's eligible for an extension now so i would have made a run at Derek carr uh, I think Derek Carr is better than Kirk Cousins. 
Okay. Uh, especially in a dome. <laughs> I did a deep dive on Derek Carr in the cold. If you take that away, he's a top six quarterback in the league. Wow. He is god awful in the cold, which made me go, okay, maybe I don't want him in New York as bad as I thought I did. Yeah, I don't want him playing in the NFC North. Either. I think he's, th- if I remember correctly, he's three and fourteen in seventeen games where the kickoff temperature was below forty. And his st- the stat line is disgustingly bad. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was, okay, well, I can find a way to go get Derek Carr, pawn off Kirk Cousins, get a little younger, and and optimize that last year with, with Justin Jefferson before the deal swells. Mm-hmm. But I get it. He's just going to lather it up and do it again. And right. next year, as opposed to 13-4, and four, you're probably going to be 9-8. and eight. The Dallas Cowboys, they are going to play Brett Maher. Maher, despite the four missed extra points. Bill Maher, Brett Maher. Yes, thank you. Uh, but they have also added a kicker to the practice squad just as insurance. Today they have announced that they are going to sign Tristan Viscaino and add him to the practice squad. I'd put him on the active roster. I I really would. Well, you're going to bring Bra- Brett Maher out the first second you can put him on the field and uh, see how he's feeling on game day. I just you said earlier in the program you don't you don't need a you don't use a roster spot. No, on no, an no. Extra I said kicker. you can't use a roster spot on an extra kicker because that means you're going to push somebody off the roster that you probably needed. Mm-hmm. I mean, a game day roster is 46 players. Okay. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm just looking at the Dallas Cowboys roster and going, do we really get much out of Nashawn Wright? Uh, he's the fourth corner on this team. <laughs> yeah, I care more I about know. a fourth corner than I do a second kicker. Yeah, Because I'll be honest with you, Brett Maher misses one, I'm just going for it. Yeah. First one he misses, we're going for two every time we score, and I'm not kicking field goals. <laughs> End the message, repeat the line. Right. Yeah, it is what it is. Anyway, there's the uh, extra kicker on the practice squad now. So if if he does come out and poo in his britches, um, there's be, a kicker in the building. Yeah, they'll be making a change which, the following week if they survive. Which Jerry Jones asked for last week. So it's possible. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. We'll be back with you tomorrow right here at 3.